Hello gamers from around the world. This is Boxenberger, the video game enthusiast from Germany. And I would like to welcome you to a very special episode of the world of gaming. You guys know, when was the last time we had this? I think it was July this year, right? Yeah, we had the first community uh, special here at on the world of gaming where we had a bunch of people from the community uh, here as a guest. We had Dave, we had Peter, we had last race um and yeah we had such a blast we had such a blast that we had to do it again and that's what we are doing here today we have the community special and um so yeah it's a very different episode because we usually don't have five guests or five people on the podcast at least <laughs> so um yeah it's, it's gonna be awesome guys um and besides that, we have not just some fantastic topics to talk about. We will talk about Starfield and Indiana Jones, The Witcher, the Mario movie. We will talk about the Activision Blizzard that you like every week, Dutch. You have to go through that. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, the Game Awards and a lot more. And <laughs> later we will have uh, a giveaway today. We will give away a, an Xbox or PlayStation gift card for 25 Dollars or euros, depending where you live, of course. Um, we'll get to that a little bit later. We'll get to that later. But first, I want to welcome properly everyone that is taking the time out of their busy schedules to join us here today as the guest. Let me first welcome Dave. How are you doing, man? I'm excited to be on here. These shows are uh, an interesting uh, mix of excited and nervous. And it's how I felt the first time, and it's how I'm ready to go mm. the second time. So, very excited. I'm glad you're here, man. I'm glad you're here. I know you're, you're always in the chat. You are always super active with the community. So I'm glad we have you on here. And no, no reason to be nervous. Uh, it's just a bunch of guys here hanging out, talking about video games. Uh, and usually we have a list of topics we want to talk about. And then we end up talking about something else the entire show. But that's how it goes. Uh, <laughs> and so we will we will have a lot of fun here. Peter, how are you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, really good. Um, as well, looking forward to having a chat with you guys. Um, last time we we did this, uh, Dutch uh, wasn't wasn't here, so it'll be really mm. cool to chat with, with you, Dutch. Um, and yeah, just looking forward to, to some good discussions and uh, and uh, having a chat with all you guys. Yeah. Yeah, nice, nice, man. It's uh, like I said, it's gonna be fun. I know uh, we won't have the usual proper German uh, uh, people watching us here today because right now Germany is playing uh, during the soccer world <laughs> championship. So um, if I seem a little distracted, it's because well, I have the the game here on a second screen, a little screen, parallel. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I can talk with my colleagues tomorrow about it. So, uh, but yeah, um, Estres, how are you doing, man? No, oh, man, I'm so good. Thanks for having me back. It really means a lot to me. Uh, Dutch, I'm super excited to pod with you today for the first time. Uh, so let's let's get to it. Oh, yeah, we will have a lot of fun. And of course, Dutch, my wonderful co-host, how are you doing today? I'm do yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm uh, just ready, ready for a nice break over Christmas. But uh, we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see what the rest of the the month brings but uh yes lots of gaming lots of gaming topics uh i like to see a little bit of nintendo topics today that's that's interesting i'm looking forward yeah, to hearing right? about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, to discuss everything with these chaps 
Absolutely, absolutely. I'd love to hear their takes on, on some of these things because especially, of course, the Activision Blizzard thing has kept us busy the entire year. So it's going to be interesting to hear some of your thoughts, gentlemen. But we will get to that. I first need to do a little housekeeping because um, in case you have missed it on Twitter, on YouTube or on Hive. Yes, we are all on the Hive now as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um on Saturday, this Saturday, we have our yearly um, end of the year show, uh, the the 2020 in review show. Um, we will talk with Lord Cognito, AZG and Ainsley Bowden from Season Gaming um, about the entire year. We will talk about the biggest games, the biggest news and all the other hot topics of the year that made the year 2020 a very special um here in gaming so if you don't want to miss that tune in on saturday same time as right now so 8 p.m central europe 7 p.m uk or 2 p.m eastern uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun but what is even more fun is today's show and uh, we always start our show with the chat about the games of the week All right there. Yeah, gentlemen, we have new jingles since the last time you've been here on this show. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, I actually bought a, like a Steam Deck for uh, during Black Friday, yeah, so that I only have to push buttons here. And the software that I'm using uh, promised me it, it will work with, stream, with a Stream Deck, and it does. But the only thing you can do is start and end the stream. You cannot change overlays you cannot play jingles so it's pretty much useless <laughs> oh, no. doesn't matter uh, because no, i'm no. planning to switch software no. anyway so but i will do that over the christmas break because i need a lot of time for that to to redo all the overlays and everything so um yeah the, the stream deck has to wait but that's not what we want to talk about we want to talk about the games of the week and i want to know from everyone in the community as well what have you guys been playing astrays what kept you busy uh ragnarok for sure um mm. when i haven't been playing that uh i started gotham knights uh, oh how you how you like it uh it's it's pretty fun i wish the controls were a little tighter especially when you're trying to traverse um with the parkour stuff it'll be like whole day to parkour and you'll just be running into the wall um but that grapple is amazing like that game doesn't care you want to grapple to the building next door or two blocks over or straight up <laughs> yeah. a bridge like whatever bet like you do it <laughs> uh, just wait until you unlock the glide uh function you will unlock you will unlock that a little later in the game it it, it makes traversal so much more fun through oh, the city yeah. i just scanned my first drone so oh okay I, uh, so i've i've started that process uh but i haven't gotten to to use it yet uh sweet marvel snap is my only other game that game has invaded my life in ways i didn't know possible <laughs> i'm like collection level 550 or something now I can't stop. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Uh, no, the game is super fun. I had to stop it because God of War Ragnarok came out um, and uh, I wasn't finished. And I want to give the game a proper playthrough because I really enjoyed it. I want also want to mop, mop up all the side quests and everything. So as soon as I finish uh, Gotham Knights, I'm going to return to, to Gotham Knights. Uh, uh, 
as soon as I finish God of War, I fi I'm going to go back to Gotham Knights. But yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Peter, what's that, what has kept you busy? Uh, so God of War, Ragnarok, I've been, um, that's kind of my primary game at the moment. Um, bit of Vampire Survivors in there as well, which I just, it, you know, I, that bug got me. Um, and it's it's one of those things that you know if I'm busy and I haven't got the time to sit down and really get into God of War, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a I'll do a thirty minutes on Vampire Survivors. Um, mm. it does, it's not thirty minutes because you know you die and you think oh you know I could have evolved a different a different weapon I'll mm. do that again. Um, so that, that's a lot of my time. And then um, a bit of um, it takes two uh, actually. So I've been getting some game uh, gaming time in with my daughter and we we play we, we're playing through it takes two again on co-op obviously on co-op. You can um, never go wrong with that. Uh, That's such just, a great game. I'm reminded how fantastic uh, that game is. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely wonderful. But yeah, it's just those three. Um, but I say the main thing is God of War, and, and it's it's really good. Yeah. Um, it, it's much longer. Um, I was saying to you guys before we started, it's much longer than I thought it was going to be. So I'm, I'm easily 30, 30, 35 hours into it. And um, upon speaking to you chaps, when I joined, I realized I'm not really as close to the end as I thought I was. Um, so there's quite a bit to go still, um, but I'm, I kind of about three or four hours ago, it's it really picked up like hugely for me, and it hasn't really um, sort of um, gone down since then. It's it's been on this high now for about three or four hours. It's mm. just really, really sort of thrilling and exciting as it's, as the story's going on now. So uh, so yeah, that's it for me. And then Sweet. Before, Sweet. it'll be Witcher three, and that's it. Oh, we'll get to The Witcher later, dude. And I'm so glad you are on the show because I know how much you love The Witcher and we have some fantastic Witcher news. So, but first, Dave, what what kept you busy? Yeah, so I've been playing a lot of Plague's Tale. Mm. I am so, so close to being done with that. At least it feels like that. Um, that one has such a fantastic story. Uh, really oh, yeah. loving the puzzles with that game. And by puzzles, just trying to evade the guard. I started the game being a little bit aggressive. And then I was like, you know what? Let me see if I can switch gears. And I've been loving it. Each chapter, the challenges, they're rewarding. And you get that reprieve and then you go back in. And the story doesn't get stale. It just stays good throughout. Yeah. And I feel like I'm so close to the end. So Plague's Tales has been taking up a lot of my time. Um, Once you have finished yeah. it, uh, hit me oh, up I'll in the back. DMs and, and let me know what you thought about the ending because it it really hit hard. It hit hard. It makes me feel like maybe I'm not close to it because I, I, it's so good right now. And mm. I was like, I must be so close to the end. Maybe I'm not, but I feel like mm. I'm so, so I don't close. Know. I don't know. Yeah. We will find Hit me out. up once you you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> so so um, this one, I'll give a plug to the second one is the quarry or the quarry. Uh, mm. is, I think it was on sale. I don't know if it's still on sale, uh, but I picked it up on sale a couple yeah. of days ago. And the wife was like, yeah, why don't you buy it? And, you know, games that the wife is willing to like watch me play are always a you little know, bump in my uh, appreciation list. The production value of that is very surprisingly high. I wasn't really expecting much. I was thinking like better than Telltale, but not much better. It's like, no, the production value is way higher. Really, really super clean presentation. And the graphics are really good. And it's like even small things like the pause screen mechanics help keep me immersed after I take my dog for a walk. And like, I want to go back in. And yeah, you're doing a lot of walking and conversation, but it's really, really enjoyable. The wife loves it. And that's a bonus. Uh, so those are the two games I've been playing. I'm a fan of both and honestly the graphics of both of them are competing for like some really really nice eye candy sweet sweet 
Good stuff, yeah. The uh, uh, the quarry, I I bought it as well on the Black Friday sale, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, I haven't started it yet. I think I will be playing that over the Christmas break or something. Yeah, once I finish uh, the Witcher three again. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, good stuff, man. Uh, Dutch, let us know what have you been playing, man. Yes, so uh, like like a lot of people, like most people, Vampire Survivor has always rears its ugly head <laughs> in between things. Um, but I've also been playing God of War. Unfortunately, restricted myself to playing that on stream. So um, I'm playing that in bite-sized chunks of like three hours, four hours here and there. So I feel like I'm near the end. I'm not sure though, and judging by what you're saying, I'm probably not. Probably got another several hours to go, maybe it's ten. <laughs> okay. So have you been to the island? It depends on which island you're talking about. I've gathered my army. You gathered your army. Yeah. So I would say you're halfway through the game. Lovely. Roundabout. Lovely, right? <laughs> you have stuff to do. You have stuff to do. But man, let me briefly welcome our fourth and final guest for today, Retri. Hey, guys. <laughs> I somehow missed the, the invite. I don't know what happened, but it was nowhere. I'm like, uh, what, what's going on, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was wondering where, where you are. But hey, dude, yeah. no worries. No worries. We're still very early in the show. We're just talking okay. about what we are playing currently. And we sure. get to you in a sec. I need to briefly shout out our generous friend, Master Clown X3, because he sends in actually two super chats of each $20 without any comments. Man, thank you so much for the support. Uh, big shout out to you. It's because of the generosity like yours um, that we were able to uh, finally move to a little higher quality software over the Christmas break. And even more important, we will be able to get a gift a little back. Uh, we will do a giveaway later in the show for the community. And we will do one, of course, on the... Uh, no, we actually do two uh, on Saturday during the um, the um, big uh, highlight show of the year. So thank you so much for the generosity, man. Um, super appreciate it. All right, Dutch, but I was uh, interrupting you. That's all right. Very impolite. <laughs> <laughs> You're used to it, right? You're used yeah, to it. <laughs> <so good. laughs> um, yeah, but other than other than wondering how far along in God of War I am for, for days on end, um, I've been playing a little bit more Call of Duty Warzone. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's, to be honest, about it in between things. I do need to do a lot of catching up with games over the Christmas break, so I need to... Like I say, I need to finish off Plague Tale Requiem, which was put on hold hmm. um, a while back. I can't even remember what for now. Um, Plague Tale was put on hold. Oh, it was God of War, naturally. Um, hmm. So then, of course, Evil... Oh, Wax so you're talking about gathering your army in, in God of War. Yes. Sorry, I was like gathering the army because there is a, is a sequence in Plague Tale. So ah, oh, it was no, a little no, confused. No, no. no, no. Okay, okay. Okay, uh, yeah, so I don't... I, I gathered my army too in God of War, so... Okay. I, but I haven't finished, yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know how far you are. When you Possibly get the to, same uh, area then, because I've paused it, gathered army, went to sleep, yeah. woke up, and then save. I continued a little bit and fought a few bosses here and there. Uh, 
after gathering the army, but it, it just it doesn't end, dude. It just doesn't. End. <laughs> when you when you go to sleep in a tent, exciting. you'll um, know you're the, you're really getting there. Yeah. yeah, one of the boss fights that I've just done before gathering the army was absolutely phenomenal. It was really good to watch it kind of come together. Mm. It was a nice kind of. Uh, the nice atmosphere and the kind of world that they created in, in that section was really good to see. Um, really beautiful, to be honest. Um, but yeah, really enjoying that. But I've got a lot of things to catch up on over the winter breaks. So that's when my mm-hmm. gaming's going to pick back up properly again. Hopefully, don't get burned out, Dutch. You got a lot of like the same kind of game you're catching up on too. Different, different story. The good thing about them, though, to me, is even though it's the same kind of game, it's different types of stories. Different there you stories. Go. That's good. One. So thankfully, it's like a little bit different because, especially with God of War, like I like the Norse mythology, and I know that is entirely different to Plague Tale, which is like <laughs> like completely historic and based on like again something entirely different, a whole new story. And Evil West is just silly. Um, it's just silly fun. There's there's no real story to it. It's just daft murder, kill vampires, <laughs> and so, indeed, indeed. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Me. It is yeah. hmm? sweet. Vetri, what has kept you busy? Uh, let's see. Um, I just started playing uh, Somerville. Actually, well, I've been playing Vampire Survivors nonstop. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, I can't stop playing that game. It's so good. I'm trying to, you know, you get all those like five point achievements, and they're kind of driving me crazy. So. I'm going through that, trying to get them all. But I just started Somerville last night, so that was it's, it's all right. It's a little actually disappointing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be more like inside, and it kind of has an issue where the camera is really far away, or like like really far away, and your character is like this big, and you're trying to figure out kind of where to maneuver and stuff, but. Yeah, so Vampire Survivors, and I always do Overwatch too. Yeah, mm. I'm kind of like you with with Overwatch, with you uh, in Age, Age of Empire. Uh, Empires, yeah. So I try not to talk about Overwatch a lot because people are like, oh, you're playing that again for last <laughs> four years or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we all have our, have our guilty pleasures and there's yeah. nothing wrong with it, right? Uh, so... Yeah, that's cool. cool. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to avoid vampires, uh, survivors, honestly, because I don't need another addiction in my life. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) so good though. (sighs) I hear that. I hear that. Let me shout out once again, Master Clown, dude. I I I see you found the uh, super chat button uh, (laughs) again. (laughs) That's so awesome. Thank you so much for the twenty dollars super chat. Appreciate it, really appreciate it. Shout out to you and shout out to everyone else who is joining us here today live. Uh, the chat is really filling up with a lot of familiar names here. Um, I also see uh, Germany already uh, is leading 1 0 in the soccer match that is running in parallel here. So good stuff there. Um, and that is the perfect time to move over to the exciting news of the week. So guys, so like guys, 
Yeah, you want to hear it again? No, no. <laughs> we played it. We can eat it like once. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, man. So uh, yeah, this week a lot happened. Uh, a lot of uh, news that a lot of people didn't talk about. So I I thought there was some awesome Witcher news, and it's always worth talking about that. Um, we had a couple of infos on the Indiana Jones game. We had. The Mario movie, a new trailer, which looks really awesome. Uh, the, the actually the, the the game awards are coming up, and a couple of alleged leaks happened. So we have a lot to talk about. But first, we need to talk about Starfield, guys. Starfield, um, one of, if not my most anticipated game for the next year. Um, and Todd Howard, God Howard, how how Pong So likes to call him, God Howard. Had a forty-minute interview, and um, he he talked about a lot of stuff uh, in that interview about Starfield, about the graphics in Starfield, about the romance uh, and relationship system in the in the game, um, about what it's like to be exclusive on uh, on the, on the Xbox ecosystem. And he also talked a little bit about Indiana Jones. We will get to that in a second. First, we need to cover Starfield. So, yeah, um, he. I'm just throwing a couple of things out to discuss here because he talked, of course, about them uh, being now exclusive on the on the ecosystem. And he said uh, that it, it's awesome, but he also feels pressure to sell consoles. I want to quote him. He said, we've had a lot of success with the games that you talked about, but we've never been kind of the platform seller, you know, the game for a platform for a period of time. And so there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of responsibility there to make sure we deliver for everybody. So Dave, what do you think? Is Starfield going to be a system seller? Yeah, I think that's a conversation that would have had been had at some point in the past. Mm. Probably at or near the acquisition and now it's just coming to us the gamers if you're paying that much and starfield is something that sells well on all consoles prior to becoming exclusive uh bethesda's titles are and i would think that if i'm microsoft one of the things that i would ask for in that acquisition talk would be a game that is developed at the level to be considered a system seller it's going to be tough 2023 is not the same as 2022 what is a system seller? It's a game that moves consoles, that moves plastic. And I think it has the possibility. And I think it's like, why not ask for that, have that conversation? I love it. That's what I would ask for. And I'm glad Todd Howard addressed it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I also think like you see the impact and importance of some of the previous Bethesda games like Skyrim, like if you go back to Oblivion, which had a similar effect, then hopefully Starfield will have it early in the gener generation. Um, in, and even Fallout 3, if you remember that, uh, that was also for at least for, I think, a year or so console exclusive um, for to, to the Xbox. And they all were system sellers. So um, I have no doubt. Um, God Howard also talked a little bit about graphics and how um, it is uh, to develop now exclusive for the um, for the platform. So he talked about uh, the act uh, that it's now, of course, easier because they have to uh, um, 
optimize the game a little le for for less uh, platforms that they, they can really focus on on one dedicated hardware system and he specifically mentioned the xbox series x uh, being a really really awesome machine to work for and that they get a lot of support from the xbox engineers from from the head uh, uh, quarter so Redry, what do you think um is is Starfield gonna be extra special because it is uh, exclusive now, or what, what do you think? Does it really matter <clears throat> that they uh, because the game um, comes on PC? You know, this might be controversial, but no, I don't think it will be special because mm. it's exclusive. Only because normally I would say yes, it, but it's just too big of a game. It's just too big. So I think I'm a little worried it's going to be 30 frames per second. Um, they haven't addressed it really, and which makes me think that's going to happen. But I, I guess it doesn't matter. It's not a fighter. It's not like a fast-moving game per se. So it's I guess it's okay in that regard. But I, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping, you know, I, I I love those guys. I love Fallout. Skyrim is in my top five of all time. So I am hoping that this is going to be a huge time suck. Obviously, it mm. will be with all the planets. And I was just happy to hear about the fuel. That <laughs> <it> sounds ridiculous. <laughs> oh, okay. We're not going to run out of fuel in space and just float and like die. Like I would, yeah. So awesome on that. But I think they'll push it as far as they possibly can in regards to the size of it. It's just, it's just so massive. So mm. I'm not expecting to be blown away with graphics. Um, I'm, I'm expecting gameplay to be better, game mechanics to be better, lighting to be better. And that's yeah. what I'm hoping we'll get out of it. And I'll be perfectly satisfied if we come away with Starfield, you know, checking all those boxes off for me at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you make a lot of sense. And we talk about the graphics in a second. Um, I want to mention something that uh, Kirby Louise ha has uh, put in the chat, and I actually have uh, something similar here in my notes that I want to say about this because um, dropping um, the the PlayStation as as a target platform, um, it might not sound like if you still bring out the game on PC that it, it really does much because then the lowest common denominator is still the, the minimum specs on PC. It's not PlayStation or anything else. The difference is, though, that all these systems, all the Xbox ecosystem works with DirectX, and they can totally focus now on developing and optimizing for that and uh, making use of the tools that are, are available uh, in the DirectX suit and um, they don't have to to work around uh, DirectX not being available um, in the engine. So I, I wonder if we will see that because graphics is always a great discussion point. Yeah, and uh, Todd Howard also addressed those. Uh, he said, well, uh, that he knows that uh, they won't probably have the same effect like a linear single player game that is in a, in a very condensed area and. 
it, it talked about that that they focus of course not just on fidelity but also in being able to stream all the assets in from the entire world and things like that and that's their main focus and if we look back at games like skyrim um, visually at the time skyrim looked amazing especially if you think about the landscapes and from the trailer you can tell that Starfield tries to achieve the same because if you look at landscapes and the vast vistas and, and everything on the planets, it looks incredible. But then the characters come in and <laughs> Bethesda's never had their strong right. suit. People when really it comes talk to... on that hologram. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, but the world looks amazing. Yeah, it does. It does. Exactly. Uh, um, so, yeah. Uh, and from the trailer, if you in the gameplay we've seen, it's, it's exactly the same again. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. And then a, a character comes in the facial animations. They, they look like video game characters. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, Asterisk, yeah, let's hear, hear your thoughts. Because Todd Howard also brought up the 30 FPS again that they traditionally focused and he said traditionally we focus on 30 fps and the great visual fidelity that we can achieve uh he left it open whether there will be 60 fps he was navigating around that topic a little bit so what do you think uh will they have a 60 fps mode on consoles uh i sure really want them to i mean just personal preference but i'd rather have it look like a Xbox One game and play it 60 FPS versus mm. Amen. be like, you know, real yeah. life and, and run it, you know, and might as well, like, why not just, well, let's run it like a movie. Let's just have 24 FPS and it'll <laughs> yeah. crash every time we walk through a doorway and whatever. But, you know, I think um, we all talked about God of War. And I know it's not something that everybody has access to, but um, I was able to play God of War at basically a locked. 80 frames in performance mode with the high high frame rate toggled on um, on my C1. And uh, I tried to play on the quality mode at the unlocked at the 40 frames with um, VRR. And I thought the upgrade from 40 to 80 was just bananas at almost no um, visual degrade on the graphics but i think like we talked about before that's something else that you can get to when you don't have to focus on all the different platforms yeah you get your dx12 and and just build for xbox and and pc i don't know i think with fsr2 being built into the systems with mm-hmm. things like velocity architecture if we're using sfs and uh, mesh shaders if we can get all those things that they built into the box to have all those efficiency multipliers. It's an interesting thing. Do you guys think um, Starfield will be the first game that truly makes use of all the tools that they, that so. they have available? You sure hope so. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> Forza. <laughs> oh, uh, Forza for sure. Yep. Uh, I think it depends sure. on what you're talking about. With I mean... Visuals are one thing, so like yeah, you, you, your standard, your textures, your shadows. What you're sure there's, there's that, but <laughs> Kirby me, said no. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> no both. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, who am I to argue with Kirby, who's yeah, actually Kirby a developer? Knows. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess what, I, I've just seen the comment there, and, and not Forza either. What does yeah, that mean? Use all features. I don't think it's just 
what you see on the screen visually necessarily. There's more to there's more under the hood that can be done with these sort of games. That's that's not just mm-hmm. visual. So so for example, in in games like Skyrim and stuff, the whole point of it, and I did catch a bit of the interview, was that. In linear games, you've got what's going on in your small little circle around the character and everything else in the yeah. game has stopped. Nothing's happening. Whereas in games like Skyrim, you've got everything's... It might be happening at a lower rate, but everything else is happening in the world at the same time as what you're doing. Then there's persistence across the world. You yeah. know, you you drop a melon on top of a roof over in Whiterun, you go to Winterhold, you go back to Whiterun, it's, it's there. You know, yeah. so... So I think there's a bit. It's, I think it's a bit more nuanced than just oh, there's a really pretty textures and really nice sharp shadows. There's exactly. more to be offered by the hardware. And for me, at least when I start a game, uh, any game really, initially the visuals hit you in the face. Now you you're on you on, on God of War Ragnarok. The visuals are stunning right from the beginning. But it's not long after you start playing. Other thing, you know, other, the audio the combat loop and what else is going on in the world kind of overtakes the visuals. And every now and then yeah. something will happen that's awe-inspiring and you're like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And then you kind of go back to the, to the other, sort of, what I would argue are more important parts of the game uh, instead. So I went back on Skyrim recently and, you know, the graphics aren't great. Yeah, I, I didn't think about them. I, you know, I, I, I fancied, I fancied a new game. I left the, um, I left the opening area into the forest, looked out and I saw the, the, the standing stone and the, and I thought wow and even now all these years later I sort of was in awe at the world and I just thought oh, I can go anywhere I want now and so I think I think on a technical level they don't I think those sorts of games offer something beyond just your standard eye candy and that's not me sort of trying Absolutely. to damage control or anything like that saying oh it's, you know I don't <laughs> think visually it's going to look as good as some of your so some of your yeah. you know, look at a single image on a screen, it's not going to stand out in the way like a ratchet and clank does yeah. or a linear sort of right. it's not. But it's when you different. play it yeah. and you and you've got that level of persistence across these different planets and and you've got the huge interaction, you've got you know characters carrying on doing what they're doing when you're not there. I think that immersion is what separates Todd Howard's games from most other games that that are out, and that's and you know and, and I, I'm going to just say it's my it's easily my most anticipated game for 2020. Yeah. Like no, it's nothing that comes close to it because um, I know there's how much hours I, I lost into Skyrim, into Oblivion, <laughs> into all Twitter, yeah, we all it's, it's all it's all consuming, and it's just it's yeah. such an he, he's that whole team was such a master at creating these immersive worlds. Um, or in this case, you know, a universe, I suppose. Absolutely. Um, mm. So I th- basically, I think there's a lot more to what the consoles can uh, deliver beyond just pretty visuals on the screen is what I'm kind of getting at. You know, there are other things with CPU and with the SSD and be able to dr- pull stuff in quickly. I expect to see an even greater level of persistence across everything you're interacting with. Um, that's a good, great, um, that's a great point. Uh, interacting with, uh, I want to pick that up because that's what Bethesda games have always been known for. If what you see in the game, you can touch and interact with. Like every apple, every I don't know cup in a mm-hmm. house, you see, uh, you ha- you, you will be able to interact with with uh, those objects in a certain way. And obviously, that that is one part that takes away. Uh, of course, computational resources. That's the difference right. between such a vast open world game and a super linear uh, uh, game like even God of War. Is, is, if you mm-hmm. think about this, it's like decorating your house in Skyrim. I spent a yeah. lot of time oh, doing yeah. that. 
exactly <laughs> exactly so, so yeah that's just just a difference and the other part of it is of course the interactions with the npcs and uh, god howard also talked about that a little bit uh, and especially uh, on the on the romantic and relationships that you have with other npcs that also inf uh, uh, impact and not just the story but also the behavior of certain people like they had that in skyrim as well if you remember yeah you can sign up with different factions and then people will react differently to you and your character and they will go a lot deeper into that let me let me read a um quote here dutch and i want to hear your thoughts on this um and how this will impact the gameplay um <clears throat> he was talking about um relationships with characters and he says one of the things that we actually have pushed in starfield so we have a number of companions but for them we go i won't say super complex romantic but more complex relationships than we've had in terms of not just whether they like you or they don't like you um they can be in love with you and dislike something you did and be pissed as you temporarily and then uh, come back to loving you. In a lot of, it just like, sounds just like my wife. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. In a lot of games, uh, you edit, just work. <laughs> uh, I hope she doesn't hear that. Uh, yeah. in, a, in a lot of games, you just work your way up. They like you more and more and more and more and you're in a relationship. And when you hit, make and when you make him upset, you drift out of it like it never happened. Whereas we wanted one where, okay, we can be in a relationship and we've committed to each other in some way, but I just did something that really made you angry as opposed to just drifting out of the status you're in a temporary uh, romantic relationship. I don't like uh, what you did state. Um, so yeah, Dutch, it, it sounds like they really took the idea of having more realistic interactions, more realistic uh, relationships uh, on more levels than just, okay, if you do this for that character, she will get like a plus one in the heart and then uh, she, she, uh, she or she falls in love with you. So um, what do you think? How will that more complex system impact the world, the, the, the story and everything we experience in the game? Uh, it's, it's hard to tell really. Um, we've seen a lot of different games primarily obsidian or even cyberpunk try that uh not cyberpunk um not even just cyberpunk cd project red try the relationship thing of course with witcher you had essentially two main uh ones you could kind of choose between and they'd always fight with you and get angry with you and teleport you to different parts of the map when they're really pissed off with you and um and then in um in obsidian's outer worlds of course we know that the yeah they kind of affected the the end game and you don't really figure out what it is that your choice has affected until the end of the game um and i think that is probably the it's probably the better way to go about it because truly you, no one knows what is the good or bad choice in anything you just you make your choices and then at the end you find out how those particular choices has affected the game at, at the end of things as opposed to well, you've made a bad choice, so this is going to happen now. So, um, it's it's that's it's not really realistic in those senses to know that. Obviously, oh yeah, he's, she's angry, so she now now she's going to ignore us for a while, and mm. uh, and then now I've got two hours worth of this to deal with, and like you kind of sometimes it's just a case of yeah, you you maybe upset someone, and then they just carry on, and then. Um, kind of it depends it depends on on how they implement the character arc 
um, or the way each individual is is each individual person that you can have a relationship with going to be different or they all kind of set to the same responses it's hard to tell how this is going to go because if essentially if i do an entire playthrough but i have a relationship with one character and you do a playthrough and the relationship is with an entirely different character but we both come back to each other and we speak about kind of what's been happening in our games and it turns out the responses that we've given although the same, have wielded the same responses from the characters on the opposite side, despite being different characters, um, then it's not as as fluid as, as they make believe. <laughs> mm. So it depends on, on how many lines they've actually went through for each of the different characters you can have relationships with, and if each of those characters have different behavioural arcs. Because if they've all got different behavioural traits, that's a different story altogether. If yeah. all of the characters you can have relationships with have the same behavioral trait and they all go in the mood for the same thing and they all get angry for the same things and they all respond in the same way, then that's not really fluid. It's just make-believe fluid. Um, so it depends on how in-depth they've went for each individual character's traits. If every yeah. character has different traits, different behaviors, then it can be, then it can obviously have greater effect. Yeah. I suppose time will tell whether or not they've went that in-depth with characters. <clears throat> According to Tom, yeah. he says if there's sexy robots, then 30 frames per second is just fine. So, <laughs> oh, it's a great yeah. comment. <laughs> yeah, man. I never thought you about should play Cyberpunk, dude, yeah. if you want to have sexy yeah. robots. Uh, you know what yeah. you like, Tom? You're good. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to tom man he's great he's great yeah uh, now dave uh, we have one important question left on starfield is xbox going to be able to keep their promise and bring it out in the first half of 23 oh i mean i'm i hate to be the well i shouldn't say i hate to be the bear bed news i just don't see it there's so much mm. going on in 2023 starfield is a yeah. uh is a holiday game place it where it belongs Tell everyone at the Game Awards show that it's coming out in fall 2023 and allow it to take the center stage it deserves. That's what I want, and my bias is clouding my judgment. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hope you're wrong. Sorry, but I sure hope because I want to play it. I want to play it so bad. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you guys think, Peter, Estre, Zretri, Dutch? I think well, that I makes know, first half of the year. Do mm. you say first you half? do think they'll make it? Yeah, I, I think it'll be crowded. I'm sorry, Peter. I walked over you, man. No, 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 no you're all right. I, I, I was, I was just checking that it was just the release date we're checking on, and I think it's going to be towards the end of the year. Yeah. Mm. I, I also agree. I think it's going to be certainly, certainly think it's going to be the tail end of the year. Um, yeah, mainly because I don't think they want it in a crowded section, and as we've seen from exactly. the beginning of the of next year, it is just so packed and they don't want that like if they released starfield in the in the same period that they would have this year their main competitor was god of war ragnarok and that's it yeah. like they don't have any other competitors at this point of yeah. the year yeah so it would only make sense to do exactly the same and potentially put it at the tail end of next year again as well and just mm. move it to the same date what i wonder I, I think though, the one time you're going to be is... going up against then is spider-man yeah that's a good point too what happens to hellblade though because I assumed Hellblade might come out hmm. all a day, and then you got Dude, those two jugger, juggernauts going like that That's again. I think, I think what Hellblade. Do we, and, and what do you say about about? 
Avowed is also a possible candidate for. I thought Avowed was coming out in November of next year. Now Mm. that we're talking this through, now I don't. I think it's. I think it's beyond that. I wish it. I would love to see Avowed next year sometime, Mm. but I don't know. I think Hellblade's coming before that. So, yeah. yeah. That's I, that's the thing though. They have the Xbox has so many games in the pipeline for many many years. Some of these games have been now five, six, seven years in development, right? right? So they eventually have to come out at some point. And and I don't think that they have like this period where they are not crowded, Dave. Um, I think like that's just what happens now in 23 and 24 and it's not just xbox it's all the third party stuff yeah that has also been pushed back you have like the big avatar game coming next year yeah, as well the second half you have a star wars game coming yeah jedi survivor is supposed to come out uh we have Su- on me suicide squad from rocksteady big big yeah. thing they all hogwarts Hogwarts, yep. uh, well, Hogwarts is at least uh, early next year, so yeah. first half next year. But yeah, you, the, you, you get my point. Redfall, though, too. All right. Redfall, exactly. Redfall and Forza is supposed to come out. They will. It, it will be crowded no matter where you position it. So Diablo, if Diablo ABK 4. goes through, like mm, oh, if the timing's right, I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> also supposed to come out first half, yeah. They said yeah. gonna come out first half. So there's there's so many games, but it doesn't matter whether you put Starfield in the first or second half of 23. It will always be in a crowded space because 23 is overall totally crowded. So the question just is, I don't think that they Think about it this way. The question really is, does the team need a few extra months? Because yeah. I don't think they will yeah. be able to release Starfield in the state that Bethesda games usually release. Yeah. You know, Bethesda. I think that's it, Box. I think they I think they delayed Starfield, um, which was a huge decision. Um, yeah. Because it was, it was easily their marquee title for... For this year, and they they basically gave the year away when they delayed Starfield, yeah. really, because it has you know in terms of first party big big the big AAA tentpole stuff, it's been pretty bad <laughs> from, yeah. from yeah. Time. absolutely there's, there's, yeah. There's another way for it, so I think you're right. Um, they it needs to launch. Uh, it's it's a statement of intent, you know. Exactly. There's been so much conversation around. What does Game Pass do for for development of games? What does it do for quality of games? Are we going to get the quality all, and all the rest of it? Now, anyone, if, if you're not sort of like a, a toxic console warrior, I think anyone knows that with games like Skyrim and Starfield, there's going to be some degree of jank. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think yeah. it's almost inevitable. But yeah. I think they need it to launch in as polished a state as a game of that scope can reasonably launch in. So yeah. I, I think I saw someone in the chat saying that it's it's finished and they're waiting for a release window. I think I don't think that. I think it's finished, and they're just polishing and polishing and polishing, and yeah. they're going through. They're working with the engineers, like you know, you, they've got Jason Ronald's team and why be working with them to optimize it for the consoles. Yeah. I think they, and I think it will be holiday, and I th- they need it to launch as polished as it can. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I it think that's, I think that's that, that's a mission statement. It's going to be, it's the first big triple a launch coming out of uh of their studios that they purchased really um 
as, as, you know, since they made all these big purchases. Mm. So it's, it's going to set the landscape, I think. Is this what sort of quality can we expect from this new world where games launch day and date into a subservice yep. as well as on Steam and all, and all the rest of it? And yep. that, I, I don't think they... I don't think if it, if it releases poorly, I think the optics are going to be it, going to go against them. And they already mm. are a bit because there's all this talk. Oh, they can't manage studios. They can't do this, can't do that. Mm. They need to come out and go, bang, there we go. Bang. There you go. And that's a good, also a good point. The PR thing, Dutch, what do you think? Can they take another like PR hit if they delayed again? Because now... Everyone was, we, we talked about this on your show yesterday, a little disappointed after the E3 show this year, and they didn't have yeah. a major game for this year. And the, all the exciting stuff that they have shown in the, uh, in the in the Xbox showcase this year was basically the second half of the 12 months window that yeah. they have shown. So, meaning first half of 23, that's where all the exciting stuff is supposed to come out. And if they now say, uh, during the Game Awards, for instance, uh, Like, okay, Starfield, um, I think Fanto said it, uh, 23, 11, 23. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can they take that PR hit again? So another story uh, where, where people will talk about, oh, and, it's, and we have to wait another six months for, for the game to come out. It's another six months that you promised. We're still waiting and waiting and waiting. Do you think... That they can take that hit to come out. It's another six months that you promised. It, it depends. It depends really on um, on on what they've actually got lined up for the beginning of the year. Um, mm. But I think ultimately, um, not giving that initial new release date for it gives them a little bit of flexibility with its with its launch window. Because I said, yeah. We did say within the opening 12 months, but we also yeah. stated on that nice little diagram that these are subject to change. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but who cares about that little yeah. Yeah. Uh, subject to change thing? <laughs> well, yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I don't think anybody would would ultimately begrudge them. For instance, if the the year starts with um, Redfall and yeah. then hits Forza and then hits um let's say a hellblade or an avowed and yeah. then at the tail end you've got starfield yeah. uh, then then in which case you go i can that's fine then that's that is understandable if that's the way yeah. you're going to do it yeah, completely however agree. if you've got redfall forza huge gap then starfield <laughs> then it becomes an issue i think If you've got something that's at least once a quarter, which was the initial target, at least yeah. once a quarter, a big, big triple A game. Yeah. If you start, if you hit that note next year, and Starfield is at the tail end of that note, I think people will be okay. I agree. I mean, yeah, that I once a quarter thing was said two years ago, and we're still yeah. waiting. You know, waiting, yeah. waiting, waiting, <laughs> waiting. But, exactly. So they they have to have four bangers this year, or I'm gonna ride them hard, like. It's a lot of people think they sh we should get six. Like they owe us a couple from oh, yeah. this year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I yeah. kind of agree with that. Um, it's a fair point. Absolutely. I, you know, yeah. at least get, you know, two from what should have came out in 2022 and mm. stack them in 2023. But we'll see. I, I agree with Dutch here saying that as long as the games in the first half of the year not just come out, 
but are good, then I think the internet, not Twitter, the internet might give, you know, them a break on releasing holiday. Yeah. yeah he's Dave's laughing, you know, Twitter will fry <laughs> them no matter what, but yeah. uh, we'll see. <laughs> The, the the more reasonable part. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 I got gotcha, you. Yeah. I got gotcha. uh, it's a it's a fair part. I think I me personally, I think they will almost hit the twelve uh, uh, month window, and they, it will be like a June or July game at around E three. Like mm. you have the E three in person event again for the first time in years now, and. Um, it's it, it, the thing is it's it's a chance for the press and the general media to get hands on uh, on that game and that's a difference with every other gaming show that we have with E3 E3 is the one time a year where like regular newspapers talk about video games and if you have a game ready to show that will come out like in two weeks after the, mm -hmm. the articles have been written uh, and the, the 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 media people and the influencers and everyone had their hands-on event at E3 playing it for the first time and then like two weeks later it comes out in the hands. They will own the news. They will own the news uh, and not just like the nerd news that we read. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like like the the casuals will be aware, oh, there is this massive success that everyone has heard. Even the casuals have heard of Skyrim. There's this new game from the makers of Skyrim coming, and everyone's talking about it, and it's apparently awesome. So I think that's where they want to put Starfield in, in that whole story. So, but it's just me. That's just me, and time will tell. Listen. And we'll, oh, please. One at... Oh, no, well, I don't think it, it was me, but I will jump in. I wanted to ask about um, how do you guys feel about a big third party game and game pass in lieu of a release? Because I, I yep. really thought that might be what we would get this mm. fall. And it looks like we're just not. But like uh, Callisto day one in game pass would have been. Yeah, pretty cool. You know, something yeah. something like that, and not just. I mean, not that I have an issue with what they they put into Game Pass. I I love the service, and it's it's a big deal for me. But I I have always thought like in a game where you're not going to put any AAA first party games out, like go, I don't know, put a blank check on somebody's desk and ask them what it will cost to get mm. a big AAA yeah. third party game. I think a lot of us thought that was going to happen this year. Yeah. Like we just assumed we were going to get maybe not Elden Ring, but something tiny Tina's like uh, dying light. Like right. it just Not never came. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, star Wars is great. That's coming. You know, we got monster hunter. That's massive. And well, that's, Sure. I know that's a rumor, but the PC yeah. uh, Game Pass well, in some uh, other country, I think, confirmed, confirmed by, it. Um, Xbox Germany. Okay, thank you. It was Germany, yeah. So yeah. And next year already has January. some good ones. Like, they've got Lies of P coming. Lies of P. That'll be yeah. huge. Yep. Um, Wolong is coming. Wolong, yeah. is coming, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't think they need it next year. Yeah, I mean, for this year, they need to consider what is going to move Game Pass the in you know in december and to be fair i think 
I'm not sure that they that anything that's coming out right now because I think Kalisto's mm. got marketing with Sony anyway, so I, that's probably could never. Yeah, that's not coming. Yeah, Hogwarts was delayed, and that maybe has marketing as well. So it does. I don't, I don't think there's anything actually coming out of that window that's going to. I think you know, looking at what they're doing, that they seem to be focusing on shifting hardware. So Xbox Series S, for example, is is discounted, yeah. um, and it seems to be doing really well for them. Um, so I kind of wonder whether, they, not that they've written off 2023, but it's kind of, in 22, sorry, but it is kind of, I don't think there's much that can be done from the game front, really. Yeah. I think they, yeah. Outside of High on Life, I think they're done. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've got High on Life. Lego Star Wars is nice for families picking up the new console yeah. over Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good get. They've already got things like, it take, you know, if you've got people coming new to the Xbox ecosystem at Christmas, you've got, you know, I know online it's always about the new games that have just released but actually there's a load of decent games in there that are going to get people to extend beyond the i know the 14 day game yeah, pass yeah. Card that comes with the console because that's what Absolutely. they're interested in. get people to resub over christmas it takes two lego star wars all these little family games that are in the service yep. and then you hit next year you start off you've got age of empires 2 definitive you've got once hundred rise and mm. really going back to what, what someone said before they need to have a really decent you know I know it's become almost a meme now. Just wait till next year. Um, <laughs> I, I get it, but yeah. it really like, and every time it's all like it really has to be next year. So I'm going to sound like a broken record from everyone else, but it absolutely there can't be another 2022 from a, from a first party perspective. They, they they need to hit a decent release cadence on with decent day one games on Game Pass throughout the course of the year, and, and I'm sure a couple of them will be third party. Yeah. Um, deals day one as well um but um i'm yeah other than there's anything coming out in the next five to six weeks that would that could no, we would have heard by uh, of them by now i think yeah, my one son is a, a big get it is really a, a big yeah, game that's huge that played by millions and um 11 million yeah, absolutely um listen gentlemen I want to talk about something else that God Howard talked about, and that is uh, Indiana Jones. Um, yes. So, Dave, um, here's what he had to say about the game. He was asked um, whether the game is going to be an action adventure, and he said uh, that it's uh, going to be a unique genre mashup. I would just say it's a mashup, he said. Uh, it's unique. It's one it isn't one thing intentionally, so it does a lot of different things. But it is definitely a love letter to Indiana Jones. He also said that Machine Games is the perfect fit for this game with storytelling and how they record it, and that the studio is doing an incredible job. So, oh, what do we make of this? Indiana Jones. Has been teased early last year, January 21. Uh, we got the teaser. Now we are two years later. Machine Games has worked for two years at least now on the game. Um, what do you think this is going to be? Yeah, so I wish we had a way to like cut in Sean Connery. What did he call Indiana Jones? What was his nickname in the car? Oh. You know what I'm saying? And Indiana yeah. Jones didn't mm. like it. He's like, don't call me that. That type of affection. Junior, yeah, okay. junior, yeah. Junior. It's been a while. Really saying junior. I think it's important to establish the love letter aspect of this, um, just given the, the demographic and age group of us here on the show. Right here. Uh, I absolutely love Indiana Jones. If they yeah. didn't 
show or display that aspect of passion for it. I, I just, to me, that's the number one. I love to see it. The action adventure and the mashup and the experience of machine games to me is making something that I'm already looking forward to just that much better. I mean, we've seen what machine games has already been able to do. When you yeah. say action adventure, you know, I think of um, uh, multiple games that have had success in recent years. There's game mode play it now. It kind of falls into that category. I love it. I love to paint the picture they're painting, and I'm excited for it. But yeah, I'm excited for Junior. <laughs> You're excited for Junior. That's awesome to you, man. No, uh, I love. You know what I love, Peter? That they said, or this, he made it sound like, okay, it's at least set like in the original trilogy, not the new ones, not a standalone story. If it is a love letter, it, it has to be related somehow to the movies, the, the original trilogy. So what do you think this could be? Um, like, is it more like an Uncharted Tomb Raider type of game? Is it, well, what do you think? Is it a first person uh, action game like more the Wolfenstein games? So, um, I think... So I, I didn't hear the, that part of the interview, but I listened to um, Unlocked uh, on the way home, podcast Unlocked. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think they mentioned it in, in there. They mentioned what he said. So I don't, I think I kind of agree with what they were saying there. I don't think it's going to be, you're going from like a super, like a puzzle level that's like, you know, like literally just like a like portal or something like that over to uh, a, a traditional Wolfenstein level over to a, just a plan. I think, it's going to have elements from all of those things. I don't think it's going to come out and be something that no, that we've never seen before. Yeah, I think the mm. words in the interview made it sound like, oh, this is going to be something that you, you guys haven't seen, but I don't think that's the case. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's going to be third person because um, I kind of think that so. with that sort yeah. of character, um, I, I even wonder whether whether Disney might mandate that that sort of game has to be third mm. person maybe. You know, because they, I mean, you know, we watch Indiana Jones because we want to see the character. I want to yep. see myself on. I yeah, want to be hundred percent. That's it. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I agree that machine games. Is a, I think machine games are fantastic. Um, I, yeah, Wolf Assigned Two, as particularly, was one of the highlights um, of, of the mm. year that I played. It was. I thought it was fantastic, and I know that um, that you know, third person is different for them. I don't. I don't. I've seen some people sort of say that. Oh, but they're not done. Uh, third person before neither had, had Gorilla, you know Gorilla Games went from doing third person uh, first to third person you know dev teams can pivot I don't think that's a problem um I think they're yeah. really if, I think if they want to do it um I think I think you should always lean on a on a, if you've got a team that are passionate about doing something then I think that you should lean on them for, to, on them to do it because they're going to bring that sort of passion to to the project and you know absolutely Todd Howard apparently has had the yeah. the pitch for this um under his belt for 10 years or 12 years or something like that so it's obviously something that he's been passionate about for quite some time um so I, I i it might be a bit boring but i kind of think it's going to end up being kind of, you know like you maybe uncharted Tomb Raider type game to be honest with you um and that's not necessarily i would love that man i'd be okay yes, I, I don't, that's a bad thing you know it'll have its it'll have its quieter moments without combat with puzzles and stuff you know it'll have its action um and i i for me i think that's fine mm -hmm. <laughs> um I, i don't i don't need it to be something that's wildly different and trying yeah. to do something new um those games borrowed all of their ideas from indiana jones as a as a concept 
Um, so this is like going full circle and coming back to the character, I suppose, and the and the medium that inspired those sorts of games. And if they do it really well um, and, and really polished, then I think it'll be great. Needs to be funny, though, like Guardians. Yeah, the humor. You, know what I mean? yeah. you have to be have there. the humor yeah. in this. Yeah. Yeah. Without yeah, that, yeah. it's, it's an really L cool. for me. Hmm. But I'll take an Uncharted, Excellent. a funny Uncharted. I'm good. I think yeah. Um, and you hire the people to to help you get done things you've never done before, right? Like, I, I thought about this when when everybody was dogging playgrounds for Fable. I was like, they didn't take the entire racing game team and say, okay, go make Fable. Mm. They hired combat designers and quest um, people and writers and and all these things. So, you know, I think if their person is the way they want to go with it. And I agree that they should, they'll, they'll get there. They'll get, you know, whatever resources they need to, to make that happen. Indeed. Indeed. I, I was uh, trying to answer someone in, in, in the chat. Uh, to win. Apparently scored another one. That's true. Uh, in the, in the, the real good. Yeah. It's one, one. Uh, Japan, Spain, 1-1. One, one. Um, that is actually very good uh, for Germany, I think. So, yeah, 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 it's it's exciting whether Germany will stay in the World Cup or not. Uh, so, but we are talking about video games here. <laughs> and <laughs> Dutch, uh, I know you have an addiction uh, and love uh, something, and it is a great open world games. And I know a game you have never played, and that is The Witcher 1. So good news for you, my you friend. Who has, who has played The Witcher 1 here? Raise I, I have. I have. Nope. I've played The Witcher you 1, have. The Witcher 2, and The Witcher 3. I haven't completed The Witcher 1, though. I haven't <laughs> played Witcher 1 or 2. I've only played Witcher 3. Me too. <laughs> only, <laughs> okay. only 3. Only 3? Uh -huh. Stress, what about you? I, so... <laughs> I haven't played any of them. And, any? Uh, Where's that kid's found? I know. Remove right? the stream. I know. Listen, I'm going to say something very unpopular. It's all right. <laughs> so I, I bought it actually a couple of years ago now and um, kept getting pulled away from it for whatever various different reasons. Other stuff mm. was coming out. Um but I'm I'm committed to playing it through and finishing. Can, can we get a community check on a poll to see who else is? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna put a poll in in the chat. Give me a second. Um, I know that, I, mean, I know we're not alone. It is a it, it's a big chunk though. A lot of people consider that a a game of the generation. Yeah, that's why I played three because everyone talked about it. I was like, all right, fine. Just I don't know. Kind of wasn't for me. I, I have I have two on on Xbox and I think it's even been um it's even been uh up res I, I I believe. Um I just I I never got to the franchise until 3 and I played 3 and then I was going to go to 2 and then obviously they they announced they they're doing 1 again so I'm kind of wondering if 1 does really well this remastered mm. could it maybe remaster 2 I don't know how 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 what sort of game it is or how it lines up but I'm almost at the point now where I'm thinking you know is it is it maybe a bit old and a bit janky? Um, I've got enough games to play without going back to one from that, from that long ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm not saying I won't. I'm, I am. I have been tempted more than once recently, as I've been itching to play Witcher Three and holding off for this uh, 
for this next gen patch. Well, but every time I think about it, it, a new game comes out that I that I, that I get, and I'm like, oh, I'll play that now. I have a question for uh, you know Box and Dutch. I'm going to make mm. the assumption that you two are the resident Witcher experts. Is that a fair assumption? Okay, so Boxy is more fans. than I am. Boxy's, Boxy's played them all 4,000. Yeah, I've played them all. <laughs> I, o- I only finished The Witcher 1 once. I finished The Witcher 2 twice and The Witcher 3, four and a half times. Jeez. And I read the first two books. Uh, I haven't. I, uh, so, yeah. Um, Excuse me, I was a little distracted by the chat. Could you repeat the question again? <laughs> yeah, sure. I didn't actually get to the question. It was more set up as a disclaimer. So the question I have is, I've tried The Witcher 3. It's kind of in the same mm. category as Mass Effect the last time we caught up. Where it's like I've tried it like two or three times, and I've never been able to get into it. Yep. Something about it. And then when I do return to it, the combat is just a little difficult for me. Yeah. And then because I'm starting back over, I have to re-relearn. So from someone in my position, maybe Retri's position, who are like, yeah, that looks so good. I see you guys enjoying it so much. Could you help a brother out? Like, what is the yeah. diff there between, because obviously you oh, love it. I want to love it. Boxenberger's top it a couple five times. tips for Wisher 3. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> top five. And, and Dutch. And Dutch, because he's got some Okay. there. All three. Um, so the, the first thing is uh, you, you have to bring patience. I think, like... You know, RPGs are usually about your character gets better and better. But the great thing about The Witcher is you will also become better in playing the game. Like, literally, you when you invest the time into the game, you will suddenly realize, okay, it's not just Geralt getting better and you suddenly kick ass in the, in the combat because of that bit, but because you learn how to really make use of the things the combat system has to offer. I know it feels a little clunky and uh, non-responsive in the beginning, especially yeah. when you compare it to like games like Arkham City or something where you have that free flow combo and you can chain up like uh, 20 hit combos with no problem whatsoever. That's not The Witcher. The Witcher really needs you to actually learn how to fight or use that combat system. So that's one thing you have to have patience with the game. Um, it, it does. I understand if it doesn't click with anyone. I always say, like, you do this. You start with the game. Then you have a, a certain intro sequence um, with a little tutorial section. You know, you Geralt and and Siri fighting in in the in the court, mm-hmm. um, and then you will have a little first open area uh, where you have a bigger boss fight at the end. A Griffin comes in, and then you. Um, so, and after that, the first main mission is the Red Baron. And you have to give the t- oh. game the time. It takes you, I don't know, it depends, of course, on how well you mop up the first intro area and map. Um, it takes you, I don't know, about 10 hours or so to get to the Red Baron. And if you're not in love with Ooh. the game after the Red yeah. Baron, I think the game isn't for you. So, yes. but you have to... Which is okay. 
because not every okay. game is for everybody. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if I make fun of people not liking The Witcher, it's it's really just making fun. Just um, remember, Box still hasn't played Bioshock. So Indeed, I have not. That out there. <laughs> <laughs> I still, have, but I have it. I I actually own it. Oh, uh, you own I, it. Okay. I own. Uh, I have the Bioshock okay. trilogy. Just play in thing. the dark, please. Just play in the dark. Uh, yeah. Right. At some point, I have to get to it. I know. I know. What about but, you, yeah, uh, Dutch? What are your advice for someone trying to re-reintroduce themselves into um, Witcher 3 specifically? So for Witcher 3, for me, my main advice is when you start it, do not stop. Because when you stop, <laughs> mm -hmm. you forget yeah. everything. That's been yeah. me every time. That so was my hard. issue. And, and it's, that's the issue. So when you when you do get around to it, make sure it's a game. It's, it's at the point where you can say... Right. This is the this is the main game I'm playing. And this is the one I'm playing till the end. Don't have it as a game that you're gonna just drop in and out of because you will forget how to craft, how to make potions, yeah, right. how to do all the different actions, all the signs. You're gonna forget a lot. So just like Elden Ring, you gotta commit your life. <laughs> a couple yeah, months. <laughs> yeah, even, but yeah. more in depth because of course the story is is expanding. You'll you'll have different relationships with the the major characters you'll have um the different kind of uh, quest lines going off so you've got the main quest line but you'll have some side quests which feel like main quests um and are as impressive in some cases as the main quest yeah. so mm. sometimes you'll go down a rabbit hole thing and it's something to do with the main story and it's got nothing to do with the main story but it is that it's been that <laughs> engrossing it just just sucks you down there so yeah. The main advice I would say is the game itself, when you get into it and you start to learn and get some good armor and you've you kind of leveled yourself up a bit and you've got some awesome weapons, yeah. it, then it becomes fun, like really fun to play, but just don't stop because if you stop, you, it'll, you'll struggle to get back into it and you'll end up finding yourself in this horrific loop of just restarting the game every time. And to be fair, I, I, you I, into it, you don't want to stop. Like as soon yeah. as it gets pause in you, you will. It, you don't you want, want to stop. And it, the it, thing it, is, such a good world. Yeah. Have you watched this the Netflix series by any chance? Oh, yeah. Love it. I I have. Have. Yeah. yeah. So uh, really good. The next gen patch what they out. do, and, and this is also something that, that a beginner probably does not do when he plays the first time The Witcher. If you watch the series, like Net, like Geralt is always preparing for a fight. And you have to do that as well in the game, especially in yeah. the early stage of the game where you are not OP yet. Because if you mop up the map and you do the side stuff, of course, eventually you will also be more or less like OP. Um, but uh, if you if you have trouble with with the game like in, in certain areas, prepare for the fight. Oil your sword. Find the right oil. Mm. Yeah, if you find a vampire, put on the vampire oil. You have to prepare yourself and equip the the proper potions. Yeah, you have two. Uh, two you can equip two potions uh, on on a shortcut. Yeah, so you have to make, think about this. How do you want to fight that vampire? And I, that's just what I love about that I game. You know, it. it's so dude, you are glowing. Really talking about it. I know. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't don't get me started in age now. <laughs> I'm gonna bookmark this uh, this part of this podcast. I'm gonna come back to it when I when I restart up The Witcher Three. I'm literally gonna yeah. do that. 
And then I'll tweet it so everyone knows, hey, I'm going to play it. I'm going to bookmark it because I love hearing mm-hmm. you talk about it. And I can't wait till you talk about it again because the yeah. next gen patch is coming out. I've, I freaking love hearing about it. So thank you very yeah, much. All I'll, talk about on, all I'll talk about online is, is as soon as the, 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 the patch hits, that'll be, it'll be a flood of screenshots yeah. and everything. And, you know, and I'd also say play Gwent. It's it, genuinely. Oh, yeah. I never did the mini game Gwent. I got into it and it was a really. Again, it's such an immersive world. It was a really nice way to, after some intense missions, to go and play some cards. Uh, and it, and and it and it was it was it just added an extra layer of immersion to the world. It kind of was a bit of not comic relief, but it kind of a way to sort of chill out a bit because um, mm. it can get quite intense. Um, but yeah, what Box said there, um, the joy comes from you you don't just sort of run in and just fight everything you you pick up a contract or something and you you find out what it is you you you, know, you put the right oil, oils on use potions um and um and, and then you and then you go and do what you gotta do um but um by all means when you when you get into it like i'm sure any of us would would happily give further advice i could talk about the witcher 3 all day mm. Oh yeah, we have to make a dedicated Witcher podcast <laughs> at some point. Let's see how is the community doing with the Witcher. We put up a poll. Uh, I'll leave it up for for everyone who hasn't voted yet uh, in the chat. Um, I asked who has played the Witcher so far. Twenty nine percent said. Uh, so who has played the Witcher one was the question. Yeah. So far, twenty nine percent said yes, which is awesome. One third of the community has played this awesome, really awesome game That's where great. it all started. Fifty one percent said no, they haven't played the Witcher one, and twenty percent said they haven't even played any Witcher game. Cool. So let me, before we get to The Witcher 1 and the remake, uh, which is actually, I think, what we wanted to talk about, <laughs> um, let me put out one thing. The Witcher 2 holds up really well. Um, it's got the FPS boost now and um, auto HDR. And yes, you can tell it's like, I think, 12, 13 years old now. So it's a little dated at, at some points, but it still holds up really well. So if you want to go back and see where everything started. Uh, I think that's also a very good starting point because The Witcher 1 really is outdated. Um, he, But the good news is the remake is not just going to be like the old game in Unreal 5. Um, we actually got a, a couple of infos on, on the game this week. Um, it will be a modern reimagining. They will not only modernize like things like the combat system and the quest uh, system, they will actually make it a full open world game, which The Witcher 1 is not. The Witcher 1 is much like The Witcher 2, where you progress to a certain area, you have like a certain open area, you can do stuff, but once you move on, you move on. So it's more like a linear thing, yeah? um, and that's going to change. They make this a full-fledged open-world game, and it will come out after The Witcher th- uh, 4, the, so the ne- next main entry game, and it will uh, take advantage of all the technologies and the things that they develop for The Witcher 4. Uh, so that sounds to me like it's basically a complete new game, not just like a remake. So do, do you guys think... Um, that's the way how to do a proper remake or is that 
so does it even sound a little bit too much because they obviously will deviate a lot from the original game's formula i think you should always update game mechanics just mm. you know i think that's a given so as someone who wasn't even a fan of the witcher's 3 <laughs> mechanics mm. i i welcome this and i'll i'll definitely definitely try it out i try out everything so i think that's most important yeah if you're gonna go yeah. if you're going to, to sort of say you're remaking something then um then i think it's kind of in the name you should remake it um you know if you're going to just remaster something that's different so like the mass effect legendary edition for example i was very pleased that that was the games i remembered but just in 60 frames at 4k absolutely fine that, that i was fine with that um, it wasn't sold as anything other than um, uh, a remaster. Um, but yeah, if it's a remake, then I think the effort should be put in to, to remake it. You know, I think of things like like Resident Evil 2, for example. Um, it 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 was remade and it was the better for it, I would <laughs> Not saying it was better than the original game at the time, but, you, you know, times change. So things need to move yep. with times, I think. So... Um, doing something to bring it up to a modern audience. Yep, definitely. Um, and I've never played Witcher 1. I don't think I, I wouldn't go back to the original game now because I've heard that it hasn't aged um, that well. Yeah. Um, so uh, for someone like me, uh, a fully remade game with remake with you know, with new quality of life and all the rest of it. Yep, perfect. I think it's I think it's the right thing to do. Um, and uh, and and they're obviously putting a lot of, you know, just just even with this update being free. And looking at what they're doing on it, um, they're, they're obviously taking the whole sort of franchise really seriously, which I love to see. Um, I'm a little, I, I understand why they've gone to Unreal Engine. I think you, someone mentioned Unreal Engine there. Um, I get it. Um, and I think I put something out um, a couple of days ago when they were advertising <laughs> for, um, for a developer. And that's kind of, I think, why they did it, because you can, you've got people who are talented across the industry who don't need to learn your unique tool set. In the same breath, I'm a little bit gutted it's going away from their proprietary engine um because i think it was quite a nice engine um and everything uh, and you know there's a bit of a consolidation of it it's a different topic i know so i won't go into it too much mm. um, i'm sure it'll look incredible um and um and i'm I'm, look, I'm looking forward to playing it whenever it comes out but i think we're yeah. way off still, aren't we? oh yeah it, it'll be a while it, but there are so many witcher games coming but it it's gonna be a, uh, it's gonna be a long while like five games in one day yeah yeah it's fantastic. I, I love, you know, when they came out with that, recent, um, that recent update they did, the, the, the confidence from them all was great. You know, mm. they, they were really confident in what they were announcing, confident in what they were showing. Um, the next-gen update that they, they showed recently, again, it was full of confidence. It's it really nice to see um, because they obviously were having such a, bad, a hard time yeah. the launch of Cyberpunk um, from an optics point of view. Um, yeah. but they sort of they, they put the time in, they put the effort in and the work in and they brought that back up and I bought that uh, recently. More successful player. than ever. Um, exactly. So yeah. I think I think I think they're a really, really good studio and I'm glad that even though they have that small road bump, um, it hasn't impacted their long term roadmap yeah. and they've got all these things in the pipeline and I'm I'm really pleased with CDPR's um five, ten year roadmap, to be honest with you. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Gentlemen, we, we, we have to move on to, to the next topic. We have a couple of things we need to cover, but let me briefly shout out fun speculation. Mav is in the chat. Uh, he's Yes, he is. Yes, he uh, is. Uh, he has his show later, uh, um, PM and the PM, with uh, our brother's Pog Soul. So uh, definitely, if you want to have a fun conversation, uh, uh, fun podcast later that day, today, Definitely make sure to check out PM in the PM. Um, but yeah, guys, who's a Mario fan here? Raise hands. I think we Who all isn't? are. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> um, absolutely. Oh, before we talk about the Mario movie, uh, let me close the poll in chat and see the final result. So uh, numbers have shifted a little bit, uh, even more. Gamers have not played. 24% have not played any Witcher game. 26% actually played the first Witcher, and 48% didn't play the first one, but played another one. So, um, yeah, yeah, good, good stuff. Yeah, the Mario movie actually had a, a I th what I thought was a fantastic trailer uh, this week. So, I who's agree. excited? Yeah, right. I'm, confu I'm confused by the Twitter. Well, it's Twitter. Um, I thought the first trailer was hilarious with the penguins in the beginning mm, yeah, and yeah. they're like what are you gonna do now bowser and he just destroys everything i was laughing like yeah i think it's gonna be i think this is gonna make so much money i think it's gonna print yeah. money like this could sure. break records like yeah. sonic i think it's gonna beat sonic i really do oh yeah i, I um, agree uh, yeah i think it looks great like you know besides the voice acting but they paid Vin oh, Diesel to play Groot. I know. So I mean, I mean, whatever. <clears throat> it was a mistake. I don't think anyone except for ultra geeks are gonna harp on it. At the end of the day, your average person does not care. So I think it's gonna do great. I really do. I, yeah, I agree. It's gonna do. It would do. And I don't, I'm actually not too fussed about the the voice acting. To be honest with you, I'm not invested in Mario enough for it to bother me that much. Right. Um, I think Bowser is easily going to be the best character in that film. Every, he's, you know, Jack Black is just incredible. Um, yeah, he is. And, uh, and, and I, I, same as you, Retri, it's that is going to do really, really well. Um, it looks polished. It, look, it looks great, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge Mario fan, to be honest with you. I don't really play that much uh, sort of um, Nintendo games, but I watched and I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the, to the cinema to watch this. Definitely. It looks, it looks fantastic. There's a lot of references to like crazy in the last trailer, just kind of tipping their hat to Nintendo guys. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, they put them in the cat suit and they had the yep. fireball flower, Mario Kart, like flying know, fish, yeah, everything. everywhere. So yeah. much stuff. Yeah. I wonder how long yeah. it's going to be. Are we thinking like two no, and a half 19, hours of this? No, or? no, no. 90 <laughs> minutes or so. It's, it's going to be. not. Yeah, not, short movie like these uh, animated Pixar movies and stuff. They yeah, like yeah. ninety minutes or so. Yeah, but I love that they even put the little things in. You know, like you you have that sequence where where he drove the Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> you see that uh, like the the platforming that he sucks at uh, and stuff like that. Even the flower, and I see yeah, Dutch is distracted and um, of of Germany losing the the match. Uh, Right now, and uh, if, if they're gonna continue that road, they are out. 
of the of the tournament. So, uh, Dutch, let us hear your thoughts on the Mario movie. Something to cheer you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, myself, I'm, I'm not, obviously not German myself, but I, I have German family, so it's uh, it's unfortunate to see them like that. Mm. Um, but on, in terms of Mario, the only thing I can hope. Um, for me personally, is, is at least as good as the Sonic films because they've been terrific. They've been good fun, great family fun, very enjoyable to watch. Cool little stories, great actors. Um, so as long as they are on par with Sonic, mm. yeah, I'm looking forward to it very much. So there's a lot of awesome animated films and series and everything coming up, um, gaming related over the next year or so. Um, so it's it's an awesome time, and, and a lot of them are very high quality. So fingers crossed, it's great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Astrid, anything to add before I want to start to talk about the latest of the ABK deal? Oh, no, I'm excited for it. I, I thought the original trailer looked good. I, I thought that about, uh, like, what Retri said, um, a lot of vitriol toward Chris Pratt for being Mario, but like I told you mm -hmm. in uh, chat, I'm a big Chris Pratt fan. I think the guy can do whatever, so I'm sure it'll be a ton of fun, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll be there to, to watch it for sure. Sweet. Sweet. All right, gentlemen. Um, it wouldn't be a World of Gaming <laughs> week in 2022 if, if there wasn't something happening in the indie biggest acquisition the gaming industry has seen to date. Um, so this week, uh, actually a couple of things happened. Like another country approved the deal. Serbia has uh, unconditionally uh, cleared the, 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 the merger. Um, following up, of course, um, Saudi Arabia and Brazil uh, saying similar things. There's literally nothing that uh, would lead to a monopoly or something to anti-consumer. So, Estres, I want to hear from you. Is that something you expect from the CMA and the EU as well? Finally clear it, or will they have conditions? I, I think they will have conditions. At least that's the way it sounds now. Mm -hmm. uh, this whole thing has been batty, right? Like, yeah. how, how public it's been. Um, I've become a huge fan of Hogue Law um, over the last <laughs> several yeah. months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy's channel's doing gangbusters, and I couldn't be happier for him. Um, but it's he just has such an interesting knowledge set, being a corporate lawyer, getting to talk about all this. Um, but it, it's just it's so interesting the way CMA and the EU regulators have landed. Um, because it almost sounds like they're just constantly regurgitating Sony's concerns over the acquisition when Sony's concerns are all just being bummed out that they're, you know, that it's possible that some of the mindshare could go the other way. And that's not a regulator's job to defend Sony's position as the market leader. And it's, yeah. it's always kind of comical to me that, you know, when Sony puts out these um, announcements or, or, I'm sorry, responses, um, that all the things they're concerned about Microsoft doing if the acquisition goes through are things that they're already doing. So, 
Yeah. So, uh, are we on the are we on the the active the active? Yes, we're, we're yeah. talking yeah. about uh, yeah. about Serbia uh, um, clearing the deal unconditionally. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, but something I, I fully agree with you, Estres. Um The the thing is, um, there was a rumor this week uh, that um, Microsoft is likely to offer offer um, concessions soon to help gain the EU approval for the Activision Blizzard. I, I, I want to quote. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah I want to um, briefly quote um, what a spokesperson, a uh, Microsoft spokesperson apparently told Reuters. Um, um, Sony, as the industry leader says, it's worried about Call of Duty, but we've said we are committed to making the same game available on the same day on both Xbox and PlayStation. We want people to have more access to games, not less. And and then um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now because the, the next part would be very long to read. Uh, yeah, that's why Microsoft is likely to offer concessions soon, up to a 10-year plan. We have heard about the 10-year plan before, but now they um, it, it sounds like that's what they offer. The weird thing is, and Dutch, I've seen you uh, uh, talk about that on Twitter, on uh, this rumor is, it's not just a 10-year plan, uh, apparently, according to this rumor. Um, it's not just a 10-year plan to bring Call of Duty to PlayStation, but that they're going to keep like the marketing rights and everything. So, Dutch, can you uh, say again what you said on Twitter? Because I think you nailed it there. Yeah, it was it was it was down to licensing. So um, a licensing agreement can be can be several things. Whether the mm. licensing agreement includes uh, things like advertisement rights, whether the licensing agreement is just simply licensing the game to be able to sell on the console, um, whether it includes the uh, ability, as Sony usually do in their contract negotiations, for not having the game on Game Pass. Uh, there's a lot of nuances in there, but um, I think 10 years is is more than substantial enough. Um, personally, I think um, it will just be 10-year guarantee to keep the game on the console. Um, I think Xbox themselves and Microsoft themselves have, have stated on numerous occasions um, that we'll give you 10 years if there's a kind of still PlayStation around in, in a decade. Like, they don't potentially see PlayStation still being in the scene but in, yeah. in 10 years based on the current trajectory of what their kind of aims are um, and the reason they're kind of going down that route primarily is me is because their focuses have primarily been and have always been console only um, now yes they've started to go into PC recently but it is a very small drop in the hat in compared to the overall market Microsoft's branching out significantly to every platform, and there's a reason for that. Is because they've mentioned themselves it is absolutely unsustainable to think that console gaming will keep this afloat going forward. Like You have to be everywhere in order to make sure that gaming in general is sustainable for the company to, to invest in. And that's one of the major things. If the company's investing $70 billion into a publisher, or multiple publishers in this case, um, it's not just expected that consoles going to re. It's it's never console gaming will never ever repay seventy billion, never ever. 
No matter how yeah. much you try, it's never going to pay back that seventy billion. So it has to be everywhere. It's it's the overall game plan and longevity of it. So when Sony have mentioned previously um, that um, subscriptions are not sustainable, um, I agree. If it's solely console only, which is what PlayStation is, then no. So this subscription will definitely not be sustainable because you've only got one platform of that subscription. That's like having Netflix, but then only having it on a t- on a TV and not having Bingo. it on mobile, not having it on laptops. Like it, that's it why Mixer good. failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, and it is it is the case when you when you have a digital platform or some form of digital product, uh, i.e., video games. Um, the more places there are, the better it is that you know, the better the chances that you're going to recoup your costs, um, and and make money. Um, now, the less places you you have your your service, whether that be games or subscriptions or films or music, whatever it is, the less places you have that, the less chance for growth you have. Uh, Microsoft's main aim, regardless of where their games are, is to have their games everywhere, whether that be through mobile, whether that be on your TV, whether that be on yeah. your smartwatch or your refrigerator or laptops or whatever it is that you can play a game on, they want it there. Um, so when they've they've deadly serious in the past, but when they said we'd love to see Game Pass on competition platforms, but we doubt that will happen because they don't want that. Um, they literally want their games everywhere, and Sony should strive for that. Nintendo should strive for that. Um, but Nintendo have the upper hand over Sony in in that their platforms historically have always been um, a mixture of both. They've been hybrid consoles. So they're both mobile and uh, an actual physical living room console. Um, so they don't have that issue, which has always been a positive for them, of course. Um, but Sony don't. Sony have that problem. Sony have the problem that they only have one particular section. So Call of Duty only on their console. Microsoft are completely willing to do that because. It doesn't affect them in the slightest. It's going to raise lots of money for Microsoft by keeping it on the platform. I think <clears> the only <throat> issue is the contractual terms here. They'll want obligations that it's not in Game Pass. Yeah. They'll want obligations that they get marketing rights. Yeah. And I can't see never going to happen. Microsoft yeah. got a court over that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Think, I don't think Microsoft or Xbox will concede those. I think they'll say the the concessions are that you've got the game for 10 years guaranteed. There yes. is no requirement in the market or anywhere else. There is no jurisdiction in the world that would force us to not have this on a subscription or force us to give to you use it as a marketing right? thing. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So Dave, what do you think about this uh, uh, entire thing, uh, the Activision Blizzard deal? Um, yeah, I find myself listening to Dutch. I feel like you're you come to this conversation with obviously a lot more experience and um, just overall knowledge. So I find myself doing a leaning back and not a leaning forward. So um, I, I this the information keeps coming. You know, Box, I think you said it like last week or the week before. It is the gift that keeps on giving. It gives us perspectives that we would not have if this acquisition were not taking place. These responses are chock full of good information, and it's what we're talking about here. So I know that there was um, you know, different aspects of this I could touch on, like the geopolitical challenges potentially with China. 
which I think are baked in already. I don't think there's any new information there that's going to that we don't already know. There is the at the possibility of defining the market as cloud streaming, which I think is going away as opposed to becoming a stronger factor. <clears throat> the reason for that is Stadia is shutting down. Luna has layoffs, and you know Xbox has admitted yeah. itself that usership is, is low, according to BD Sams. So, if you are going to attempt to criticize this acquisition from the perspective of the market being cloud streaming, that argument has just become weaker over the course of the last three months, which brings it back to Call of Duty. And that brings it really back to what Dutch was talking about. Um, and in the, a Seeking Alpha article I was looking at, um, just to kind of put in perspective, Sony is paying Activision Blizzard, I think $1.3 billion was part of their revenue for 2021, as I'm looking at the chart. Mm-hmm. Um, Google and Apple both paid more than that. So, you know, Microsoft, I feel like is, I, I understand Sony is such a large part of this, but I feel like in the the conference rooms at Microsoft, they're not so concerned with Sony. And I think that's why they're willing to provide a 10-year guarantee for a COD. Yeah. I think they're more concerned with Apple and Google. Mm-hmm. And this deal enables them to potentially push further into mobile, which to Dutch's yeah. point, gets to their games in front of more people, which increases their potential revenue from a $70 billion transaction. And that's the way I view it. So uh, I think it's a really good summary, Dutch. I, I appreciate kind of just you know leaning back and, and listening to what you have to say, not just this show, but in prior shows as well. So anybody doesn't follow Dutch, follow him on Twitter, would you? <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed, fact, indeed. If anyone doesn't follow any of these gentlemen, uh, should definitely do that. And you find all your links are in the description. So just click in the description of the show note, and you will find those gentlemen on on Twitter um, to to hit them up and chat about gaming with them. Uh, and they are always a fun, fun bunch of fo- folks to talk to. So I can highly recommend all them. Um, yeah, uh, Peter, uh, Retri, do you guys have anything to add uh, on, on this? Um, uh, just a little bit. Um, I agree with what everyone else said. Um, I think Microsoft was always prepared to go to 10 years. I don't think that's like this to them. I don't even think they care at all. Um, as someone who's negotiated not stuff like this in this like high regard, but I've been in the union and we've done negotiations. You always start low. So three years was their low ball. They expected to go beyond that. So it's no biggie. They really want mobile. You, you see Phil has been saying the word duopoly a lot lately. Mm-hmm. All of a yeah. sudden <laughs> he is, he is absolutely planting the seed for regulators to go after Apple and Google. It's coming. They want to get in there without having to pay the Apple and Google tax. It's ridiculous. Windows is wide open. So there is a history of Microsoft doing the right thing for third parties to get into their ecosystem and make money where Apple and Google exact opposite so hopefully this shines a light on them and microsoft can step in because that's the real money anyways that's what they care about they don't care about cod they care about king honestly i think i i I think i said something similar a few weeks ago i I feel like 
Microsoft intentionally wants the conversation around Call of Duty because yeah, they, yes. they know Look exactly. This. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they make it real hard. No, we are not giving you anything Call of Duty exclusive. Ah, okay, come on. Three years, five years, 10 years. There you go. And then they, yep. everyone is satisfied. But that's really not the main focus. Um, so they are, they're just using that as, as like, okay. Slight of hand trick. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Especially Sony's eating right into it. Yeah. If I were Sony, I would have been going after cloud from the start. Mm -hmm. If I really wanted to kill this, that's where I would have went. I don't, I don't understand them going, you know, doing this over COD. That was the wrong angle, in my opinion. (laughs) They've even, they, though they chose to attack Game Pass and try to make multi-game subscriptions a separate market. And there's no argument for that. Yeah. It's it's solely a, an alternative to the buy to play model, but it fits into the exact same games consumption market. Yeah, and I don't yeah. see FTC being an issue at all either. I just said this the other day on Boom's podcast. After you had the union, the largest union in the United States, go, we're in. It was over. Like for the FTC, political wise, no one's going to touch that. Like. The Democrats are not all of a sudden they all shut up. Do you notice that all the uh, all the politics? You're not hearing anything all of a sudden from Elizabeth yeah. Warren and her and Bernie and those guys. Nothing, not a peep because the union said we're good with it. FTC yeah. will approve this easily. I agree. I agree. Um, all right, Peter. Last word on this, and then we're going to do our big giveaway today. Yeah, I won't go too much into it because everyone's covered so much. All I'd say is um, from the start, there was always going to be concessions. Uh, There's a reason why the second Mm. it was announced, Phil Spencer came out and said, I've had talks with Sony, we're going to do Call of Duty. It was always going to be a thing. Um, Ten years is probably about as long as you'd ever hope for in the corporate world. I mean, ten years is a a lifetime. Who knows what the market's going to be like in ten years. Absolutely. Um, So that's huge. And I think it is just, it's a sign they want to just get it done. They don't want to have to really go to in front of a judge with this. It's going to cost more money. It's going to take more time. Um, from Sony's point of view, end of the day, whether, you know, I, I think that their arguments have, have been weak, but end of the day, his his job is to his shareholders. So they, I think they smelt some blood in the water on this. They, they realized that a couple of the uh, jurisdictions in the world kind of were listening to them so they thought okay we we've got some we've got a receptive uh, audience here so we're gonna we're gonna go for this um because you know why not his you know if, if they can if they can make it more difficult if they can squeeze more out of it for them then they're going to do that um because his his job is is to his shareholders and to make sure that they're sort of financially uh protected as best they can um i, th- I think it will go through i've got i've got no um, I've got nothing to base it on. I've not got any um, insight into the corporate world. That's purely a gut feeling. I think it'll go through. I think there's going to be concessions. I think there always was going to be concessions. Um, yeah. I do think that Microsoft have maybe hit a few more um, roadblocks than they, than they anticipated. Um, some of their messaging that they've come out with over the last few months, like with Satya Nadella coming out and saying, let's have competition and with the, with the website, the web page they announced, <laughs> yeah. how they good. Well, I think some of that does point to the fact that, that they, they kind of maybe have come up against a bit more of a, okay, this maybe isn't going to be as smooth as we thought. So let's get in front of this. And, and the 10 year thing is, is, you know, they're maintaining their, 
their sort of um, white knight image uh, to use uh, uh, one of Hogue's um, expressions. It makes them look great. Oh, it's about core duties. Well, here we are. Take the longest deal that any business would ever realistically give. 10 years, here we are. They were never going to take it off the PlayStation anyway. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't think they're giving anything away, um, but it looks good from a regular, from a regulatory point of view. And also, if, you know, if Sony's made it all about cards, if they then refuse that, then you might get the regulators to think, oh, hang about, are you playing us? Was this always about card or was this about something else sort of thing? So I think, again, that, I've got no logic. I've got no insight to back this up. I think Sony's potentially playing a bit of a dangerous game because if you if you push so far and then your bluff is called and then you're still asking for something else, something more, could it get to the point where the regulators sort of realise that they've been played a little bit? Um, I don't know how this world works enough to to answer that question myself. It's definitely something for someone like a ho or, or, or someone who's worked with these regulatory bodies to answer. But um, it's uh, it's gone from being exciting to uh, I kind of want it to be done now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. I think a lot of people do, uh, me included. Yeah, yeah. I don't play cards. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's basically the only thing that console gamers will get. Yeah, like no, everyone. Yeah. For me personally, the Bethesda thing was like a hundred times better for me personally. Yeah, me too. Same, same here. Absolutely I, same I, I here. Too, I, I could care less about cards, about mobile. I get the business cases behind it, and it's great. And if it increases Game Pass subs, and that has a knock yeah. effect with better Except games, Diablo. Fine, great. Exactly. Um, yeah, Diablo. And Overwatch. And that's oh, yeah, like yeah, every yeah. decade. Like <laughs> every Diablo, decade or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Diablo, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Diablo Game Pass 2023. Let me see that. The Game anymore. Awards. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it. I, th- I mean, I, there's so much to say on this whole thing. It's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mess. I mean, I've just seen something else come out today. Um, I don't know where on, on Twitter it might be completely false. I saw one little thing saying apparently that they might have come to some some sort of an agreement with Sony. Um, yeah, but, it was Windows mm, Central, I think, I wrote think, a thing again, on it. Who, know, who knows? I just, mm. you know, it'd be, it'd be great yeah. when they could stop talking about Activision Blizzard because I'm sure that there's other um, stuff that Microsoft wants to be doing with other publishers that is yes, more exciting to, us, that to me as a gamer that they're not doing right now because they've all their efforts are focused on this and trying to not Absolutely. show regulators that they're trying to buy one out. Um, so, yeah. That's interesting considering Sony's final word in their 11 page response to the CMA was Activision must remain independent. I mean, that statement. So, for them to to sign a a deal now is pretty foolish. I mean, that's silly. Basically, you're saying without Activision independent, the gaming industry falls apart. Right. (laughs) I I don't. I I think they think they're talking to people who don't know anything about. Anything. That well, <laughs> they found an ear with the UK and the European regulators that are listening to them, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, because it's easy to say, Microsoft, big tech, bad, two trillion dollar company. Mm-hmm. You know, we're the little guys. Protect. It's it's you know, it's a really easy picture to draw in front of someone who might not know as much about the industry. So I get it. I understand why they're doing that, and from a business point of view, that they're, they're doing what they need to do to to protect their business interests, sure. Because they will lose the market share, um, which is fine um, if this goes through. And I've, I've thought about this before, you know, if this was, I've, I, I like boxing, so I've likened it to a boxing match. If you if you had a boxing match and the referee stopped the fight after one punch, do you know what I mean? 
you, you you're allowed to you're allowed to fight back and forth as long as the other person can defend themselves. And actually, the ref will encourage them to defend themselves. It's it's fine. Um, so I know it's not a perfect an- analogy, but it's kind of if they end up losing a bit, that's I don't see it as been a problem, uh, really. And I know I there's a, a, I know there's a wider discussion about consolidation in the industry and all the rest of it. And I, that's a that's that's beyond my scope to talk on. I think um, if I think if Sony loses some mind share and some market share, you don't see them raise prices around the world. I think you see them maybe consider uh, more heavily investing in PC uh, day one games on their subscription service. I mean, the possibilities are really there if they're not just sitting back on their laurels and going, we'll just make them pay whatever for our console. And then, yeah. um, you know, our what games speak for themselves. Like that's, yeah. you know, hopefully like they, 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 they try to lure people in by offering the better value, not just more expensive Anything games. Needs, it, mm. We need a strong yeah. Microsoft, a strong Sony, a strong, you, you need all these companies to be strong. Um, the industry is mm-hmm. better for it. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. This, this whole subservice that the PlayStation has just done, um, it's, I've, I've no doubt on one at all that we wouldn't be having a PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium if, if it wasn't for Game Pass, for example. Sure. You know, because they wouldn't need to do it. So these things, it, it, they elevate the competition to do something better. Right. To, to get our money. And that elevates the, you know, the, the people that sort of say, oh, that's, you know, that we don't want Microsoft to do nothing, so they do nothing. It's, it's all a bit, it's a bit silly because, you know, we need them all as strong uh, competitors in the industry. And, you know, Xbox One era, it wasn't. It was really, really heavily uh, uh, one one sided between those two main players, between to Sony, and um, I don't think it's a, it's it's not a good thing for anyone. So, really, if this is you know they're different companies with different uh, with different strategies and tactics. If this is what Microsoft needs to do, leverage at their strengths. You know, their strengths are their money. That's what they're. That, that, that's that's a strength they're going to leverage. Sony's strengths are their their market share in the industry and their contacts in the industry that helps them leverage third-party deals and to keep games above the consoles. That's their strength. Great. You do yeah. what you do. You lean on your strengths. Well, they lean on their strengths. And collectively, everyone kind of will try to one-up the other. And we're sitting back and just going, this is great because I'm, I'm now getting this and this and this. Indeed. Yep. Well said. Well yeah. said. Uh, yeah. Guys, uh, I think it's time um, to do... The community giveaway. Well, we're gonna give a give, give away a gift card for Xbox or PlayStation. You can choose freely. I always say that, but I truly prefer to choose Xbox because it just makes my life easier. Because I can easily gift codes, yeah, and get codes for for Xbox. But PlayStation, it's it's a lot more complicated. If you want to gift a code from Germany in the US uh, for PlayStation, it's like impossible. I always have to PayPal the people the money, actually. Um, but you are still free to choose, of course. So, uh, you know how how uh, uh how we do giveaways on this show uh, we have this week the hashtag hashtag community so type in to the chat hashtag community no capital letters all uh uh, uh small letters no capitals and i'm just gonna share real while you guys do that uh, i will share the giveaway tool where is it there it is so let me see. Uh, there you see, can see it. Hashtag community. Type that in the chat, gentlemen. And 
and and we will give away a 25 dollar or euro uh, gift card for xbox or playstation hashtag community no capital letters just type it in we leave leave that on for a second and and move into the final topic of the show before we go to the community questions um uh but hey dave ramos sends in the super chat to support uh, the giveaways which is awesome even though he's on the panel Dude. <laughs> <laughs> he says uh, wow <laughs> yeah that's commitment gentlemen Hi, Dave. <laughs> on this community special big big shout out to uh, the community and the continued support it's awesome to see uh, and a big thank you you folk rock absolutely i couldn't agree more the community is absolutely fantastic so, Sefo, uh, I don't know what hashtag that is uh, that you'd put in the, into the chat, but that won't be. <laughs> <laughs> that you won't be able to participate. Oh. So, hashtag community uh, in the chat. Gentlemen, the Game Awards around, are around the corner. And we're not going to talk yes. about the predictions for which game's going to win. or Elden Ring. Which- yeah, yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> but I think we all agree we watch the Game Awards not for the awards, but for the trailers. So yeah, I want to yeah. know from you, gentlemen. Let's hear some names. What games will we see at the Game Awards? Hellblade 2. Oh, yeah, good, good one. Yeah, I think that's a given. I'm kind of tired of seeing it, though. I kind of. We've seen a I lot. I think we get Hellblade 2 in a release date. Yeah, yeah, I I could totally see that. That's what Dutch yeah. said. He said he, they're gonna do the hat trick, right? And that's what yeah. she called it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'm saying we'll about extended gameplay trailer, and we'll get a release date um, because it's been every. It's, it's only been at the Game Awards, hasn't it? Hellblade Two. It's only yeah. shown at Hellblade Two. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. twice. Uh, nice release yeah. in the right. last year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm saying yeah. avowed. I think we'll. I think we'll see something on avowed. Avowed. Avowed would be awesome. Um, the big black screen goes avowed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all it is. Just avowed. 2024. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm stoked. 2023. I, I think I think we see nothing about Starfield at all. I don't. I don't mm. think that game shows up really? in any way. Before. I know. Really? I know will, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and disagree people, there, buddy. <laughs> I hear people say that we will get like, a release date there. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, I, th- I actually think we'll see nothing. I, I don't know. I, I'm probably completely wrong. Just I. I think it's gone dark. For apart from we've got the interviews and stuff. I don't think we see any mm. more of the game at all until like at some point in, in Q1 next year, maybe even Q2. Because I think it's coming out in holiday next yeah. year as well. Be fair, so this all this all hinges on the fact that I think we're still eleven months away from launch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Let's talk about a couple of third party uh, possible third party uh, uh, trailers in a second. Everyone, type in hashtag community hashtag community uh, to enter the giveaway. Um, We only have like a handful of entries now, so chances are really high um right now um so hashtag community in the chat you will automatically enter the um the, the giveaway so what what third party game will we see star wars jedi for uh, survivor i think so too mm. uh that's that's highly likely highly yeah. likely and it's gonna look awesome do you think we'll see memory. more redfall or do you think that's <laughs> you know cutting that one off too because we've seen a bunch of that we might get a release date for that as well. 
Nothing. Yeah, yeah I think that's personally, a given. I hope not. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah, I hope we don't. Um, yeah, mainly because we have seen a bit of it now. Um, yeah. Really yeah, I don't want to see anymore. Fine, but I don't mm. want to see like a another segment of gameplay again. Like, yeah, remember, how much, yeah. Remember, remember how much death loop we saw before that. Yeah, it was constant, wasn't it? So I agree with you, Dutch. Yeah. I think we've seen enough of Redfall to know what it's about. Um, yeah. I, I, I know I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna love it. I know what it's about. I, th- I think if they do show it. Just, just give a release date and a quick, yeah, a quick Thanks. one minute and a release yeah. date. It looks uh, great. You, People are excited yeah. for it. Just was it coming? Yeah. I'd like to see more Diablo, and I can say that because they're not under us yet. But yeah, we'll see. Mm, Diablo if, uh, with a release date, with a release. Yeah, date, yeah I think cool. so. I, I think that's yeah, very that's possible. That's that's yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We're gonna continue that uh, in a second, but let's do the giveaway. Let's do the drawing and see who is the lucky winner today. Nice. Last doing? chance, guys. Hashtag community in the chat will enter you. Uh, I'm doing gonna do a countdown like five. We have to always prepare for a little delay in between what we do here in the in the software and what is on on YouTube. So oh, five, yeah, yeah four. <laughs> Three, two, oh, one. Let's collect and see. Eleven entries. Uh, so, who's the lucky winner today? Who is the lucky winner today of the, oh, a twenty-five dollar mm. casual pay? Congratulations, nice. man! Congratulations! <laughs> uh, Hello, shades, man. Those are nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a massive. Dude, do me a, a a favor and hit me up. Um, do hit me up on Twitter or or YouTube or somewhere um, on Xbox, PlayStation, whatever, and let me know what you want. Xbox or PlayStation code um, and where you live. That's also. Uh, I don't need your address. I'm not gonna mail it to you. <laughs> I need to know the country. I need to know the country you live in. Yeah. Um, so congratulations, man. Congrats, man. Yeah, let me know uh, where, for what uh, platform and which country you want uh, uh, the code. So, um, yeah, guys, uh, what else could we see at the Game Awards? I always struggle um, with this because Keely loves me, world premieres. Yeah, let me throw in something. What about Dragon Age? Mm. Mm. That's a so. good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. I mean... Like, we yeah. saw a Mass Effect 4 trailer. That's not yeah. anytime soon. Mm, exactly. Are we, are we talking, uh, I guess, just a, a, a CGI cinematic, maybe, or something like that? Actually, EA has said earlier this year that they want to show the game with gameplay, gameplay reveal this oh, okay. year. So, well, then, if, in that case, then, then if they said that, then it kind of has to be the Game Awards, doesn't it? It has to be the Game Awards, right? <laughs> if, if, right. If they want to get a big audience, then it kind of has to be there. So, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. That's a good one. Hmm. Microsoft yeah. has announced that they're really close to finishing up their next game on a different team than Elden Ring, obviously. But mm. um, I feel like they've got a good relationship with Jeff Maybe. and the Game Awards after Elden Ring and stuff. Yeah. So. Maybe we see that there. Yeah. That'd be great. See, yeah. Do you think we see Spider-Man 2? Do you think Sony yeah. have got a there? Mm. Do you think we see um, uh, one of their big games coming up? Yeah. That's a good I question. I think they, they should. Like, we just... What is there that's supposed to come out next year from Sony? 
And they had an amazing year this year, obviously, but maybe Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I'd maybe. love to see them have something under there. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised about Spider-Man. I wonder whether we'll see The Last of Us Factions, um, something God. to do with that as well. I yeah. wanted to mention that, yeah. Um, I, re- I, reckon we'll, I reckon we'll see that. Um, <clears throat> Final Fantasy 16, I think we'll probably see um, something of yeah. um, from the Sony size. Um, and I would like to see some... That has I, been, I, by the way, Final Fantasy 16 has been rated this week in... Quite high, let me check. Like yeah, in Brazil. Sure. Yeah. Uh, mm. It's got an H16 restriction in Brazil, so it's been rated there. And that put up the speculation it might be releasing sooner than we think. Yeah. Maybe I would like Wolverine? Something, something, something on it. Sorry, what were you saying? Mm. No, after you, please. I was saying maybe Wolverine because Sony doesn't play by the Microsoft playbook where it's 12 months out. They'll do it. They don't care if it's five years out. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're kind of doing like a one-two punch with, you know, Marvel and superheroes. If they're Wolverine, I think it has to be gameplay next. And I do wonder whether Insomniac would, because I think Spider-Man 2 is before Wolverine. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I, I, I've, I wonder if they'd have gameplay ready for that as well as Spider-Man 2. See, I, I wasn't thinking I, gameplay at all. I would think another cinematic just you know, maybe, to I, shove I it know, down I'm, your face. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure they'd do another. They might do. I I think they've done cinematic once. I think the next time we see Wolverine, it's something in engine. I hope so. Um, I And I think it will look spectacular because Insomniac are kind of incredible. Um, they don't miss. They, they're just constant. They're, they're, they're so um, consistent. Yeah, and they and they seem to be able to pump out quality games. Yeah, they're efficient in record yeah. time. It's, it's quite. I mean, what they bought them for? Two, uh, what? Two hundred? Three hundred? I think it was three hundred something. Yeah, three hundred million dollars. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, crazy. Super value. steal. That's a steal. Absolutely yeah, value. Um, so I I think definitely Spider Man Two, uh, but I would love mm. to see something new from both. Um, all, every yeah. game we've mentioned, all games we kind of know about, mm-hmm. and I know, and I know what to expect from most of those games. I think, um, like what sort of game they'll be. I'd love to. I think someone in the chat says something about Double Fine. I'd love to see something mm. from a studio uh, for a game that we don't know anything about yet. It'd be really yeah. great. To say, Look, we're working on this. Um, yeah, possibly one game. of the many gas games from Sony too. I want to see what they're gonna compete with. Let's see it. Well, that's why I think we'll see the the Last of Us factions there. I think we'll definitely see that. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if there was something else from that. I mean, we're saying a lot of games here. It's not that yeah. much, <laughs> I suppose. But oh well. Uh, but uh, over the last years, we have gotten like 10, 15 proper trailers yeah. for bigger games. Um, so um, the, the the game awards have become that thing because you you basically own the news. There's really nothing after the game awards. There's no news cycles. There's nothing yeah, and. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you will stay. <laughs> my, yeah, you um, will. My, 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 my next most anticipated game from the Xbox side, at least, after Starfield, is, is Fable. So do you think we see anything at all? Or hmm. do you think it's too soon still to see anything? I don't Fable? think we see I think anything. The, the signal was like, oh, they're not going to show anything until it's ready. And it's like, well, isn't that a nice way to set me up for a potential surprise? <laughs> I mean, that's that me taking the bait. He wants to show yeah, something that they say no. Yeah. yeah. That's what do you think, Fable? Uh, as much as I'd love to see Fable, I don't think we're seeing it at the Game Awards. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> upset that I think you're right. 
Yeah, I, I think, threw it out yeah. there hoping for some, opti- for, for some optimism and, uh, and, and some delusional thought. But yeah, I think you're right. That's, I don't think we'll see it either. But I, I hope we're all wrong. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's um, always great, especially when it take comes that to, out. To, to getting positive news and being wrong about getting positive news. It's That's good. Um, but realistically, no, I don't think we see Fable. Um, according to pretty much everyone that's seen the game, it looks absolutely tremendous. It it looks brilliant. Mm-hmm. All of the bosses want to show it off, but yeah. playground are saying oh, playground. nope. But you <laughs> what know, about, nope. I like Sorry. it. I'm I'm pleased with that because it shows that they're kind of they're they're obviously they know that they're known as a racing studio, so they yeah. know all eyes are going to be on them for this. So the fact that they want to release something quality for the first time, great. And I'm glad that Microsoft seemingly aren't forcing them. To show something before they're ready, that that yeah. that I think that's a really good. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's stated, absolutely. Uh, decay. Yeah, could maybe. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. could be. maybe. We've only got the cinematic. Now is time for a little bit of gameplay. They were I don't think State of Decay is big enough for the Game Awards. Honestly, I think this new one will be because it's. I it's disagree. Yeah, I'm with Dutch in conjunction with the coalition. Right. I, I agree. I agree that it, in terms, it will be massive and it will be a super big polished game, and and it, it will be nowhere near the more double A production quality of the of the second one, which I loved. I spent an insane amount of time in it. Don't get me wrong. But I think the Game Awards is like this chance for Xbox to show gamers that are not xbox customers why they could or should invest in the ecosystem you don't do that with a state of the k3 you do that with a fable you do that with a hmm. perfect dark you do that with a hellblade yeah those pinch hitters yeah i agree with you except the problem is fable probably won't be there perfect dark yeah definitely yeah. will not be there you know what i mean so two years ago how much stuff does xbox actually have to show triple a y like what's their hogwarts right and i think once you kind of go through that in your head you start running out of a lot of things because they're allowing these guys to do whatever they want passion projects and a lot of those are double a that's now you know getting pushed into the triple a territory which i think is what is happening is with uh stated decay in my opinion or at least i hope it is Mm. yeah I, th- I think we see a Peter Pan Sea of Thieves crossover. Ooh. <laughs> Peter Pan going to Neverland. Oh, that would be good, though. Yeah, that's I, a good I, I, idea. I think, yeah. I think we see. I, th- I think we hear a, a, t- a ticking clock, and a crocodile comes out the yeah. water, and then Patrick appears, and I think they do another Disney crossover. That'd be cool. Dude, I don't even play that cool. game, and are, um, you're selling that. It sounds good. I, I'd be, I, I've never played it, but I'd love to see the pirates. <laughs> the pirate <laughs> stuff was fun. I I logged in, and I only did the pirate stuff. And then I jumped out. I'd go back for something else. That game is uh, a fantastic game to play with some folks. Yeah. Play. Ooh, that's oh, yeah. indeed. Maybe Definitely a, a community game, right, Dave? <laughs> what about Ubisoft? Meh. <laughs> nah. I don't know. Astros was mentioning at the beginning of the game third-party games that you know Xbox has, and if this is a big if if the game is moving still towards a 2023 release i would personally love to see another mini piece highlighting the dev of stalker 2 yes their their passion in the midst of all their challenges like a nice heartstring piece 
yeah. and end the trailer with a pre-order date and then appropriately connect how you could support the developer through their challenges. And to me, you could, that, to me, that's something I would absolutely just melt over. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. So that's something I'd say. And that would fall in the category of what Astros was saying about purchase third-party mm-hmm. AAA content. Yeah. yeah. Just like Liza P maybe get some more gameplay. I don't know, but yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Okay. Gentlemen, we have to let Peter go. Uh, I know you have a daughter that you need to take to bed, which has always uh, uh, prior the priority here, taking care of the family. So, That's man, um, we will the, the other four of us. We will continue uh, with the uh, with the community questions. But Peter, thank you so much for joining here uh, today. Uh, at least I had a blast. So I hope great, you did. Great too. Time. I love chatting with you guys. It's been it's yeah. been really good. Sorry, I couldn't stay longer. Um, but it's been a really it's, it's been a really good time chatting with you and um yeah enjoy the rest of the show and thanks for everyone in the in the comments keeping uh keeping that going and 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 the super chats and 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 uh, congrats to uh i can't remember his name now the the chap who won the who won the the giveaway well done casual k <laughs> casual, casual k, k. k. he's in the u.s um, shade by the way <laughs> yeah take care. you already dm me on xbox oh, so nice. uh, okay Gonna gonna take care of him later after the show. Yeah, so uh, thanks, Peter. And guys, if you don't follow Peter uh, already, make sure to click in the show notes. You will find his Twitter there. Uh, make sure to give him a follow. It would be well deserved. So, Peter, man, I see you around, and thanks for joining us here today. Bye, Peter. See you later. Take care, guys. Take care, Peter. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. So, gentlemen, I hope you have another 10, 15 minutes uh, because, you know, we always do the community questions at the end. And this week we do it with the community together. So what better way to start the community questions? I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it has some groove to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So today, actually, uh, we had a couple of community questions that we already answered. Yeah. So um, we already talked about uh, the question that Garcia wrote in. Uh, Do you think Xbox will show anything new at the Game Awards? Um, so and what are our predictions? We covered that. And we... Um, you have uh, so we have another question here coming in from Drew Iron Leg. Do you think Microsoft will revive old mobile games such as Battle Nations and Trade Nations? Uh, they got to shut down when King got bought up by Activis. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I have no idea what he's talking about. I've, uh, I don't I'm know those games either, but he does. And uh, Microsoft probably knows exactly what he's talking about. And they're clearly going to be probably getting more acquisitions in the mobile space. So nothing would surprise me. Get, you know, get some old IP that people like him love and bring him back. I could see it 100%. Mm. Yeah, I think it's important sure. to note that creative freedom really does stay at the front of what Xbox Studios and their now, um, you know, umbrella setups have. So if, if there's somebody at those studios that that's what they want to do, I think that's what they'll get to do. You know, we've seen with Bleeding Edge and Pentiment and Grounded that 
Right. Xbox will green light pretty much anything and then give them the resources to to finish it up. So I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I think they will definitely try to to use King to grow the mobile space, uh, not just continue what they already have, but to really grow the space. So yeah, why not revive some old IPs? Um, mm -hmm. Although I, I have said, have to say that we talked about it on your show yesterday. Xbox has not been the best in reviving their old IPs. Xbox has so many old IPs that they could d bring back, and for some reason they just don't. Um, yep. Dude, Phil Spencer is going to be on his knees in front of Toys for Bob's doorway. Please make me a banjo yes. game. Yeah, please. please. <laughs> banjo, man. Banjo. I would love, you know what? I would love to, to for Xbox to bring back Crimson Skies. Mm -hmm. I would That's love to see new Let him buy a Sobo and then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And let them do Crimson Skies. Man, that would be awesome. So <laughs> C Money <laughs> writes in um, uh, on, on, on Twitter and he asks, what is your most anticipated game for 23? And if it's not announced to be a 23 game, what do you think are the chances of it will, it, uh, will actually it will actually make it to 23? All right, I'll go. Um, Redfall. And only because mm. I need a replacement for Left 4 Dead, like a good replacement for Left 4 Dead. Mm. Um, we did just get Dark Tide for PC Game Pass, so that could be that game. But um, I don't know. I'm not even an arcane uh, fan, to be honest with you, but I'm really looking forward to Redfall, and I didn't want to say Starfield because everybody is going to say that. <laughs> I'm also in a category of like if everyone just says Starfield it'd be like everyone just saying Elden Ring down the road yeah exactly <laughs> I want to be a little more creative I want to think about it a little bit more and you know Box earlier I mentioned Avowed 2024 and you were like <clears throat> Mr. Yeah. Dave it's 2023 and so if it does squeeze it to 2023 I've played Bethesda titles before Yeah, we all have I would really want to see how is Avowed going to be handled different and yeah. If that game squeezes into 2023, I'm going to be like, dang, not annoyed. What's the right word? Where you're like, oh man, I wish like I had too more much time off of work. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just like, yeah. ah, I'm yeah. really, no, I'm really, really sick this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so a good one. That's a really good one because I love Obsidian. I really do. I think they, their RPGs are super special. Their, their worlds are fantastic. Their writing is, uh, uh, amazing um i think pentiment just proved that yeah that the writing um of, of uh, obsidian josh sawyer in partic particular is is incredible um and for them to have like a fully full triple a budget um the unreal engine 5 available lots of know-how share across the studios and then they can tackle a high fantasy RPG, which is the best, still the, the the best setting for an RPG, in my opinion. I, uh, Dave, that's a good one. That's a that's definitely a good one. Estrays, what what do you th say? Uh, we're looking at twenty twenty three most anticipated. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think right now it might be. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. I apologize if I missed it. Anything 
specific publisher wise or just anything. So you guys all said Xbox games. Yeah. Or make sure yeah. it wasn't Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Just anything. Okay. Anything. Uh, I guess yeah. I'm going to go with Hogwarts then because it's early. Mm, that's a good one. And everything they show on that game makes me more excited for it. It looks amazing. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm really big on Redfall too. I think when they did the CG trailer for it, um, people were, weren't really sure what to think of it. But then when we all got surprised with last year's um, E3 93 Xbox press conference, um, getting to see a big chunk of that, and it looks great. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm with we'll Dan. play it together. I need more time. Yeah, sounds good to yeah. me. Yep, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and Redfall does look like a ton of fun. So yeah, good good choice, Dutch. Yeah, I would probably I would, outside of Starfield, um, I would probably definitely say um, definitely say Hogwarts as well. To be honest, originally mm. it was going to be Avatar. I was really looking forward to Avatar, but that's been essentially delayed indefinitely at this point. It's like twenty four, maybe it's twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I think it would have to be Hogwarts. Like I say, I was unbelievably surprised at the gameplay that come out of it. Like yeah. seeing that game and seeing just how big they they created the world and just how much you could do and how how much that included within it. I thought it was just incredibly detailed. Yeah, um, and far surpassed my expectations. Now, obviously, I hope the game releases like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <And it doesn't, laughs> we don't get it, and it's just completely different to what we saw in in that gameplay demonstration. But from what, from all accounts, from what we've seen so far, um, it, it looks fantastic. So yeah, that's that's definitely one of my top um, releases for next year outside of Starfield. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean Starfield is 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 the obvious thing to name, right? Uh, so I also want to take the opportunity to shout out a couple of others. Um, Diablo is of course up there. Yes, uh, that's my other one. <laughs> it's like two hundred, four, three hundred hours at least gone right there. Um, so uh, Diablo, I, ca- I cannot wait to play it, but also need to shout out Stalker too. Yep. Uh, if, it ca- if it comes out next year, um, I was a big fan of the old ones. I like. Uh, I mean, I I know especially the console gamers haven't played the old Stalker. Um, but I haven't, yeah. so this is brand new for me. I think Metro goes more open world RPG like, um, and that's I really cannot wait. Um, besides, I really uh feel for the for the developers, so um, it, yeah, definitely one up there. And then uh, Suicide Squad Rocksteady is also scheduled for next year, although I yeah. think it might get delayed to 24 again. But as of right now, it's scheduled at least for next year. And um, I'm a big Arkham fan, so uh, I I cannot wait to see what Rocksteady does with with this IP. And the little gameplay segments we have seen, they look like a mixture of, of these Arkham games and, and Sunset Overdrive. Uh, and, uh, yeah. I really want to want to see oh, what's that's a good mashup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, guys, twenty three is gonna be is atomic heart. Good. good call out, casual. Okay, hmm. I'm looking forward to that. There's... If it's really Bioshock esque, that game could be awesome. Hmm. Could 
it could it could there's there's a lot uh, that that has a lot of potential i mean forza is also coming next year for the racing fans mm -hmm. um so yeah um let us bring the last question and specifically save that for as the last question coming from hertog win and c money and um uh, a madman uh fyt uh and who else uh wrote that in uh hang on my uh fight uh sith lord what's your game of the year Dutch and i we are not gonna answer that because we have a special show on saturday so i'm just gonna pose this question uh to you guys um what's game of the year for you 23 is almost over i know Callisto is yet to come uh high on life is yet to come right. uh, but so far um where, where do you land with game of the year i'm just gonna say it what elden ring i <laughs> it's <laughs> art design like i've never ever seen before I felt like every area that I went into was like a brand new world. And I'm not a Souls guy. I just took a chance on this game. I'm like, everyone won't shut up about it. <laughs> I played it and I was hooked, like Skyrim hooked. So for me, nothing comes close. Nice. It's a good one. Uh, it, it was a great game. Um, it's going to get a lot of accolades. Dave? Uh, for me, I mean, I just wanted to kind of platform for a minute. It's like between, you know, Plague's Tale, Elden Ring, mm -hmm. God of War, Ragnarok, yeah. you know, gamers, especially PlayStation gamers, have had a banner year of just fantastic games. It doesn't even yes. include Horizon and Stray. And they're yeah. all Game of the Year nominees. Like, it's wild. Uh, and undeniably a great game for uh, those playing on PlayStation. Uh, but turning your attention to the studios, and you have a Sobo from soft from software and Sony Santa Monica, what they accomplish is truly amazing. And it's just great work mm. all around. So choosing a game of the year this year isn't so much a exercise in criticisms, an exercise in a feast of great games. Um, but to, to put my finger on it, uh, it's Plague's Tale for me. Uh, it's Sweet. A, yeah, it's a good really, pick. really good story. Yes. Um, and a good story is part of the creative process, as is pushing the boundaries of gaming forward. Yeah. And uh, Asobo accomplished this. So did Sony Santa Monica with um, God of War Ragnarok and others. And while Elden Ring did push gaming forward, my Dave Ramos most enjoyed game of this year is Plague's Tale. And it's a visual stunner like other yep. nominees um couple couple things thank gosh for 40 frames per second you know trying to go down to 30 was <laughs> tough thank gosh for 40 frames a second and um a couple of the challenges like the puzzles during that game they seem to be solvable by walking a certain way to like to find the solution to it but the game designers didn't let you walk that way so i was like i could hop over this wall no problem why couldn't i go that way so that happened a couple times in plague style that would be a knock on the game but overall I absolutely love this game. Great story. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. And thank gosh for 40 frames a second. Yeah. I, I just want to add to uh, what he's saying. That felt like, to me, a Sony game. Mm -hmm. Like, it really did. Mm -hmm. The story was that freaking good. I did not play the first one and absolutely loved A Plague Tale Requiem. It was so yeah. good. 
It was. Yeah, absolutely. You have to play the first one. You should play it. Uh, I did it. You can I play it well, in now 120 I, now I frames, can. I by the way. I think you know why. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, Not man. doing it. Get him, Box. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I still don't get it, uh, but I... I agree, Dave. Uh, it is an incredible game. I, I actually played it on PC. I, I got a code up front, and uh, that was a PC code. So, so I played it there. Um, uh, of course, no problems with the frame rates on PC. Uh, yeah, uh, it's an f- amazing game. It's it's visually one of the most beautiful games I've seen to date, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing what they pulled off. Like you said, their story is, is good. It, it was a, a fantastic game. Mysteries, where do you land with Game of the Year? Really struggling between Ragnarok and Elden Ring. I think I'm going to give mm. it to Elden Ring because it was a kind of genre-defining experience. Um, you know, kind of taking that that Souls formula and making it into an open world that was um, because of the the like standard like from software setup is they don't give you anything. So yeah. now they're in a giant open world and they still don't give you anything. So you can absolutely wander into stuff that is way overpowered for you and you're going to get smashed. Um, But like the map was set up in such a way where you could, excuse me, like wander towards stuff that looks like buildings where you're walking through uh, a valley and there's a little alcove where there's inevitably a cave that leads to a dungeon. Like, just the amount of sheer content in that game was unbelievable. Um, yeah, but you know, I mean, Ragnarok has it in, in in other facets that Elden Ring, you know, doesn't have like a cohesive narrative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and and I get it. Like, you know, FromSoft games they like to embed their lore into. Um, item descriptions and environmental things so that you can, you know, take the time to piece that all together for yourself. But um, that's not everybody's bag. Um, yeah. But I don't know, they're 1A and 1B for me, but if mm-hmm. I have to pick one, I think I'm Elden Ring. There's a lot of Elden Ring in the chat too, and someone's mentioned the possibility of Elden Ring DLC. So there's a lot of support for Elden Ring, and I think that's very um, deserving. Yeah. I think they're tied too, right? On um, like both at nine percent right now from the uh, thing that Jeff sent out. Have you seen that? They, it was it was yeah, like Elden Ring, Ragnarok, yeah. and then Sonic Frontiers. I think was from like the audience one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, yeah. oh, talking about Keely. Yeah, Keely, 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 Keely. I mean. The, the Elden Ring thing is obviously something. Uh, Elden Ring had a probably the biggest impact on gaming this year so even though yeah. i a little spoiler for saturday it's not gonna be my game of the year um <laughs> and and not because i didn't like it but i also did thought it had a lot of issues no. <laughs> um that people just <laughs> want to ignore for some reason um but still the game was good definitely it would i would i wouldn't be mad or anything because i think it deserves it for 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 the impact it had on gaming, like everyone was playing it for months and even a lot of casuals played it and it made a genre available to the masses um, that that was very niche. Like yeah. Souls game were, yeah, popular but niche kind of because of 
the, the difficulty and everything. Uh, but yeah, uh, Elden Ring somehow overcame that and made it uh, um, uh, um, uh, an absolute phenomenon this year. And so, yeah, it would be well-deserved. Um, we will have on, on Saturday... Sorry for advertising it again. <laughs> the, the game of the year show, not just the game of the year show. We will do a proper recap of the entire year. So uh, that's when we will uh, give our thoughts on game of the year. So you have, of course, uh, another few days to think about it. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully finish one of the possible <laughs> contenders uh, for game of the year. So, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. All right, gentlemen, let's wrap the show up. Um, yeah. Two and a half hours of absolute awesome talk, <laughs> you guys. Uh, uh, I know two and a half hours can be really long for someone who is uh, particularly not as, um, as familiar with podcasting. Um, so I appreciate you guys staying that long. I hope you had uh, fun on, on, on the world of games. Always. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Time flies. That's why we all came back. You notice? Yeah. Every 100% I, know. <laughs> I feel honestly i feel very honored that you all wanted to come back it was like hey Absolutely. you guys want to come back they they threw the signal out and i said hey let's ask the band and there was literally within an hour everyone said absolutely and yep. i love that i really uh, appreciate it so guys um retry let's start with you um sure. where can people find you uh for me I would say check out Game Pass Daily um, on my Twitter. And if you go to my uh, Twitter, you'll find the links to my TikTok as well as YouTube. Mm. And I post stuff every day that has to do with Game Pass. So if you want to stay up on that, follow me. Sweet. And uh, again, all the links are in the description. But still, Dave... Uh I hope you had your uh, had fun too and oh, enjoyed yeah. the show. Um, I know you, you're a big supporter of the channel, so super appreciate that as well. But yeah, let people know where they can find you. Yeah, I mean, I'm on Twitter. Uh, so my handle's right there on the screen, uh, as is it in the uh, description. As you'll find me in the comment section of a lot of uh, boxes, posts, and Dutch's your posts as well on Twitter, also in the YouTube video. And I do share some of my own opinions, I, you know, just things I'm reading on like Google News that are like Xbox related. I'll pull, I'll pull a quote out that's like, hey, this, you know, connect this dot with this dot, and it could mean this. And those are the types of takes I have. And really what I'm doing, I'm just reading articles and arriving at conclusions based upon what I'm knowing. And I'll share that on Twitter and I'll be in the, the notes section. And then on Xbox, uh, my gamer tag is Kajmus, K-A-J-M-U-S. And I think Box, you and I have uh, connected and uh, Rectory, I think you as well. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome, man. And thanks for coming on. And Astros, uh, let people know where they can find you. Oh, yeah. Astros Gaming on Twitter. Um, just Astros on Xbox and Astros Gaming on uh, PlayStation. Astros Gaming also on YouTube, but I'm not doing too much YouTube right now. I've uh, taken a backseat on on just trying to figure out what I want to do with that. I definitely want to do something, but I'm having trouble figuring it out. So more on that. <laughs> yeah, that it's it's really not easy uh, sometimes to find your groove on YouTube. Uh, what, what works for you? What kind of content you want to make? Uh, uh, I've I've been there for many years actually. Uh, like I, I want to do something. Um, but I, I wasn't sure what to do. So, um, 
Yeah, man. If you want to talk about, it, hit me up in the DMs. Uh, maybe we can figure something out. Well, I guess I sure um, will. You know, and I, I can I tell a funny story here, real quick. Yeah. Uh, so my wife and I went to Disney World here just I don't know. I guess about a month ago now, and um, at Epcot in Florida, it's one of the Disney World theme parks. They have like an around the world, and and one of those is Germany, but they have a a food and wine festival, and mm. on the menu. <laughs> was this <laughs> long word that we didn't know how to say and uh my wife was like i just have no idea how to pronounce that and i was like luckily i know a german guy <laughs> and so yeah. i sent him a dm with a picture of it and he was like i don't know how to tell you over text how to say that <laughs> so he sent me a video with this beautiful face saying schnick and doodle <laughs> Schinken noodle. Schinken noodle. Uh, so yeah, 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 I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was awesome. No, uh, thanks for coming on, Astrace. And Dutch, um, obviously, uh, people hopefully know you already, uh, but in case they don't, where can people find you? Yes, you can find me absolutely everywhere at Wondering Dutch, of course. Uh, uh, obviously, our YouTube channel, which is the home of the Midweek Mix-Up podcast every uh, Wednesday, every second Sunday for the weekend edition, every Tuesday for CF Tuesday's Playcast. Of course, we're coming to the end of our shows for 2022 shortly, so we've got two more to go. We have uh, episode 99, which is Sony's, uh, Sony's wrap-up, essentially, giving them a grilling because we give Xbox a good grilling yesterday. No, <laughs> 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 Um, and then, of course, episode 100, um, obviously celebrating 100 episodes of Midweek Mix-Up, um, looking wow, at the Game Awards yes. as well. Thank you. Um, looking at the Game Awards as well, of course, because if that would have happened by that point, so we'll be able to discuss the announcements from that. Um, talking about almost anticipated for 2023, which may have some new titles in. Um, and we do have a special guest joining us as well so far. Might have another one as well, but uh, King David is joining oh, us. Nice. Love, Love his energy, man. So good. Yeah. <laughs> he, he hit me up last night after after Boom Show, and he's like, we need to hook up again. It's been a while. So I was like, well, 14th is free. Feel free to jump on for 100. He's like, yep, you bet. So he's he's going to be there. So that's nice. going to be awesome. Um, of course, and then we have the monumentous week-long charity drive as well for two charities. Um, and of course, details you can find uh, on my Twitter. So that's everything. It's pleasure, as always, uh, with with yourself, Boxy, on the world of gaming, and uh, awesome to speak to all of you, chaps, Dave, Astreas, uh, Retri, and Peter. Obviously, even though he's gone now, um, pleasure <laughs> yeah. podcasting with you all, and uh, hope to see you all podcasting on on different shows as well in the future. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Thanks for having yeah, us. Like... Appreciate it. Oh, thanks again for coming on. Uh, it's been a blast. Uh, Again, also a big shout out to everyone in the chat, the, the community, not just for the support and the super chats, but of course, just for being here, chatting with us about gaming, having great laughs, having good conversations. Um, truly appreciate the, this community. Big congratulations again to Casual K for winning uh, the giveaway. And on Saturday, we will have two other giveaways. So definitely make sure to tune in on Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central Europe or 7 p.m. UK time for a special episode with Lord Cognito, ACG, Ainsley Bowden, Wandering Dutch, and Ooh, myself. So, straight fire. Dang. 
That straight, is straight fire. That is a cast, man. Wow. Yeah, that is a cast, man. I had to, I had to, uh, to, to really uh, take a cock by his word. So earlier this year, we we had a chat. Um, I said, like, dude, you have to come on the world of gaming. But he just started a new job, and it was all like difficult for him to to guess. So he said, well, I'm taking a break guessing. And I said, in in February, March, to him, like, dude, it's okay to take a break, but you cannot take. A break for for the year in review show and uh, he's a man of his word uh, and so he's gonna join us this saturday and i cannot wait so yeah guys um again thanks uh, for joining everyone um also thanks in the chat thanks um to uh, uh the community and yeah i see you guys hopefully on saturday and don't forget to game on